Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hey, welcome to Ballpark Bros. It's a show about sports. That's right. And it's not just about sports. It's about us sitting around and watching Eric look at inappropriate things on the internet. Or like my computer even turning on. Because every time you turn on a laptop these days, there are updates. Like every flipping time. Update Bros. Just name the show. Update Bros. I know. We could probably just cre- credits. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom gave the intro. I'm Mike. And that third voice you hear is... Uh, Disembodied voice of David Dargartz. None other than who did we promise would be on the show this week? Uh, oh, was it um, uh, Mike Trico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, that was Ma- that was months ago, guys. Uh, this I is Ma- this is Mike Tarico. That would be awesome. It really would. Um, so I came up with a little theory about what's going on over at NBC. I know it's not on the thing, but we just mentioned Mike Tarico. Um, so NBC has Super Bowl Fifty Two next season. Al Michaels is 70-something years old, and NBC just acquired Mike Tirico from ESPN. I kind of feel like uh, we're at the end of the line with Al Michaels. He's going to call next season on Sunday Night Football, call that Super Bowl, and then call it a career. Sounds about right. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. Yeah. He can't do that. I know. It's <laughs> Yeah. We we forbid him uh, from doing that, but he's going to anyways because he doesn't care what we think. Al, we know you're listening. <laughs> huge, huge fan of, sh- fan of the show. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's that's going to be terrible. It really is. Like I love Mike Tirico, but that's it's going to be terrible. I know we talked about this a little bit last week too, but I just I realized that last night when they were talking about Fox having Super Bowl Fifty One, and I was like, I wonder who has it next year. And yeah. that's when I was able to figure out what was going on at NBC. Yeah, he's seventy-two. Yeah, he'll be seventy-three by next uh, Super Bowl. So yeah, so yeah, but he doesn't look it. Uh, he kind of does. He's wearing makeup. I bet he could still kick any of our asses. Probably all of our asses at once. Oh yes, he's probably one of those seventy-year-old guys that lifts like three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, as I said, that wasn't how we were going to start the show. Uh, but what? But we did. But we did. So chill. Because we don't we don't feel that we need to uh, hold to a certain schedule. Uh, we're going to talk about what we want, when we want. Yeah. No matter what list I made last night. What do we want to talk about now? Women's college basketball. Heck yeah. Hey, that's on the list. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about the UConn women. Um 91 consecutive victories. I mean, that's good and all, but... It is the record. <laughs> I mean... Men or women. Yeah. 
they have outrageous. Not, they have not lost a game in 790 days. That's like five years. I can't even count to 700 and whatever you said. The the last game they lost was the only loss they had that season. I, I just did the math. It's 4.65 years. Yeah. Um, That's some good math. <laughs> Again, we are a show about sports. We are not a show about math. Yeah, so... Hey, it can be good math so without cut, it being right. So cut it with all the emails. Um, a couple other numbers from that streak. Uh, of those 91 wins, 89 of them came by double digits. This isn't even competitive. No, no, no. No, they need a new league. They need to just put UConn in the WNBA. They essentially do every year. Yeah, they pr- yeah right. <laughs> well, pr- but they'd probably be the best team. If that if that whole team could go and play in the WNBA as their own squad, right? How long has it been since they weren't ranked number one? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, that might be uh, that might be in there somewhere. Um, before their last loss, they had won 46 straight. Man, so that makes them 100 137 and one in their last 138 games. Oh. These numbers. When did it? 67 consecutive wins in AAC play. Uh, they had a win of 65 at one point. Um, this is their third winning streak of greater than 70 games as a program. They won 70, then they won 90. That's right. They broke their own record, and now 91. Um, and they're all blind, right? <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. no, this is we don't need to. We this don't isn't need one to, of those stories. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to try to make this more impressive. It <laughs> really is this impressive. All right. Um, no, I'm impressed. I don't like you know. I don't really follow basketball a whole lot, but this is amazing. You know. Yeah, it's like, it's three more wins than the men's record, which is 88 by UCLA, led yeah. by John Wooden uh, from 70 to 74. Yeah, it's pretty incredible and, stuff. Like people talk about that record as being one of the unbreakable ones too. Yeah. Yep. But apparently not. I mean, it's been broken twice. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So congratulations to UConn women. Uh, I look forward to that streak continuing. I would like to see them hit a hundred. And uh, not sure what their upcoming schedule looks like, but well, the way they the way they're playing, I don't see why they can't. They play five and twelve Tulsa tomorrow. Uh oh. That's the one that's going to do it. It's always a bad team that ruins your streak. It is. It like that's just how it works, and it's usually pretty bad too. Like they're going to be get beaten by twenty points. Uh, they've got uh, after that. They've got Tulane, East Carolina, Houston, Temple, and then Tulsa again. Are any of them good? I uh, maybe. Temple's thirteen and three. They're oh, good. there we go. Uh, Houston's eight and nine, so they're not good. East Carolina's ten and eight, and Tulane is twelve and six. So one of those teams might lose by single digits. Yeah, there are yeah, yeah there are a couple teams in there that just based on the record that you think they might be able to hang around with UConn, but they probably won't. They probably no, won't be able cause, to because you don't. Yeah, you can't stop this kind of team. It, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's fun to watch. I don't watch a lot of their games because, honestly, women's basketball isn't televised all that much. But um, I do I do tend to see a lot of their highlights, and it's just nobody can stop their passing. Nobody can defend the lane. Um, 
I don't see a lot of highlights of them shooting threes. I don't think that means that they don't, but um well they like they don't really have to. They they play so well that they could shoot one pointers all night and still win. <laughs> yeah. Um so at one point during this streak they held a team to in in a single quarter they held them to two points for a quarter. Two points. Quarters are what, ten minutes. They long? made one shot. That's terrible. 10, Twelve. Ten. Actually, minutes? I believe. Actually, no. I don't even think it's quarters. I believe it's halves in uh, college. I think yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is halves in college. Um, so I know that much. Yeah, just amazing play by the UConn women. Um, still, still led, I believe, by uh, Gino Ariema. Is that his name? Uh, let's go with yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, so. We're going to stay in college, and we're going to head back to Monday, last Monday night. Whee! Can you guys remember? Can you, dial, can you dial it back to Monday night? That was our going back in time noise. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Like Peabody and all that stuff? Yeah. Can you do it again? I think we need no, we're, we're at Wednesday. There we go. Monday. All right. A couple we, more hours. Can we get a... Re- there we go. Can we All get right. a recording of that? We'll just use that every time. <laughs> I think we need to make Tom do it every time. All right. Um, we're yeah, talking. Eric's, about, Eric's got enough on his plate. Yeah, <laughs> running the show. Yeah, looking at all these pictures of Emma Watson while we're doing the show and watching it's, watching it's, cat videos. It's a hard and, job, but someone has to do it, right? And we and bless him for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're talking. We're talking about the national championship. Oh yeah, the um, championship of the nation. Yeah. So we had a rematch from last year's game. Uh, last year you had Alabama beating Clemson forty-five to forty. This year, Alabama did not have their way. No, they did not. No, but it was a terrific game, though. The uh, the fans all got their way. They got to see one of the best fourth quarters in college football history. That was the best national championship game I've seen since Texas USC. Yeah, I've watched I've watched a, a, a bunch of national championship games. I don't you know again I don't follow college as much, but I do end up watching these games uh, almost every year. And yeah, I've never seen anything this exciting. Yeah, the the back and forth in the last what was it two and a half minutes? Yeah. You know, yeah, it was um, it was nuts. So yeah, I remember watching. I was watching, and uh, you know, I was root. I I picked Alabama, but I was rooting for Clemson because I like to see someone else win a title sometime. And uh, just when Alabama scored that late score, I was like, oh man, like oh, it's over. I thought we were in overtime. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Clemson was gonna be able to make it down for the field goal. They got down immediately. Yeah, like, like immediately they were in they were in the red zone. It seemed. Well, yeah, field, uh, field goal range at least. I had to turn off the game to to go home from work, and when I got home, I thought, "Do I really want to turn this back on? It's kind of out of hand." And I'm glad that I did because that was really something to see. I mean, I did not expect anything like that to happen. I, you know, I predicted a lower scoring game. Yeah, uh, when, yeah. When when Bama got the two score lead, you you thought it was over because teams don't come back from two scores on Bama. Yeah, no, it just yeah. doesn't happen. But right. you know, sure enough, Clemson comes down, gets their two touchdowns. Bama answers with that long run from Hertz, but Watson was able to march him right back down the field and get that get that touchdown pass at the end. Um, Watson, 
I know so many people are, are complaining about it being a pick play and everything else. Um, the defender, the defender engaged first. Like, yeah, they they they, yeah. they wound up entangled, but the defender was the one that that caused the contact. So that immediately negates any kind of offensive penalty for a pick play because if yeah. you're going to throw the flag, you have to throw it on the first penalty, which is the defender putting his hands on the receiver. Yep. So. Those are the rules. I do not believe the, that it was a pick play, rules. despite what many people were saying afterward. What are rules? Um, yeah, well, you know, the Bama fan base is obviously enormous, so right. you have a lot of people complaining. I mean, especially at first, too, because the shock of it hasn't worn off. You know, they cut to these fans in the stadiums looking all dejected and sad. And I think that's really funny. When they cut to, uh, like, especially a team like Bama where they win all the flipping time and they cut to the fans, like, I don't, are you, like, trying to make me feel sad for them? Yeah, like, not going to happen, You guys man. just won last year, you're going to win next year. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my God, no, I do not I feel just, sorry like, for you. <laughs> watching people who aren't accustomed to losing. Yeah. Dealing with a loss. Yes. It's just wild. It is an entertaining thing. Yeah. Because it's like, why are you, no, why are you so upset? <laughs> Right. Yeah. It happens. Um, so in, in in the thirty-five to thirty-one victory, um, you'll remember that as the exact spread that I picked. Yeah, sure. I, I remember these when things. I picked Clemson to win. Unlike you losers. Hey, like I said, I pick <laughs> I, I pick a team to win, but I don't <laughs> right. root for them all the time. Right. No. Um, no. I, I just uh, I just throw darts at a board. And I, it doesn't ever work out. I will say that might be the closest any of us was on a final score in college football picks this year. Well, we were, we were terrible with the college football picks. It's impossible because I just assume every college game is going to be 80 points. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were we were terrible with that. Um I did want to talk about Clemson's Hunter Renfro. Um what oh was yeah, it? What was it uh, ten catches for ninety-two yards in that touchdown? Yeah, or two was two, it two touchdowns. touchdowns? Two, yeah, he had the one up the middle there. And he wasn't that kind of guy, was he? Like he wasn't expected to be. Um, well, here's the thing: he did he did something similar against Bama last year. Oh, like he had eight catches for a hundred something yards and a touchdown or two last year too. And in the first half, they were kind of talking about it a little bit, like you know, is Renfro is Renfro going to be able to do what he did last year? You know, when is he going to pick it up? And then he got a couple quick catches there in the second half, and it was it just started for him. Uh, and he, he started to, uh, taking it to Bama like he did last year. Yeah. The funny thing is, those 92 yards, uh, fourth most for a Clemson receiver in that game. Wow. Yeah. And no Clemson receiver had more than 100. That's amazing. Yeah. I, so what blew my mind on that final on the game winning touchdown was like they were they're they're playing so risky like with the clock. They're playing yeah. very risky with the clock. And I they was were like, going to win or they were going to go home the losers. Yeah, right. I was like, what are you guys going to do? Like, you guys have to stop the freaking clock. Like, throw the ball to the run. Uh, you know. And then they get down to the um, the goal line essentially. And uh, they uh, just lined up all the receivers. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to try to run this in? Yeah. They, like, you guys have been doing all right. They decided that that game was the one that decided the yeah. – that that drive was the one that decided the game. They weren't going to go to overtime. Yeah. They, they were going to win it or going to go home losers right there on that drive. Yeah. It was and ama- I loved it. Yeah. No, it was awesome then, to watch, but it was like 
I was like terrified. I'm like, you guys, you should just run it. Right, right. <laughs> it's like an inch. And they they did still have the timeouts too. So you know, they yeah. at least they at least had one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they 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 could have they could have run it in with the you know, uh, the the way they were able to run it all game uh, might have given them pause. I mean, Gallman only had 46 yards and Watson only had 43. So. It might have given him a little pause, so I kind of get it. But yeah, you're that close. At least take one shot with Gallman, but and it worked out. With so. how with how like up tempo that drive was too, you could have you know right. gotten one through. But yeah, no, it was it was incredible watch. It's yeah. like all right, nobody's running. And the the, the put thing, them all out there. The thing that that just put the icing on the cake for me, and I know for a lot of Clemson fans, was Davo coming out and calling that onside kick. Yeah. Yeah. Dribbled it ten yards yeah. and the kicker fell on it. Yeah. Nobody touched it. You got five guys like kind of hopping along with the ball and yep. nobody touches it. Yeah, it was amazing to watch. That that was amazing to watch because you know you're watching it and you're you're thinking like, oh, it touches like three different guys' feet, and then nope. like you see it from another angle in slow mo. Like, oh my god, nobody touched it. It went exactly as far as it needs to. Or the guy that kicks it falls on it. Yeah. You, you gotta wonder how often do they practice that kind of an onside kick? Yeah, and it's not. Like, and that's, that's not based on the way they pulled it off. I'm gonna say a lot. <laughs> you can't just go out there and do that. It's right. not super easy to do. It's not super easy to say. Oh, I'm gonna bounce it in a straight line across the ground, and I'm gonna jump on it. Right. It, when a ball starts, when a something shaped like a football starts to bounce, it can go anywhere. You know? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> fact just... that it didn't take a weird bounce up into somebody. Yeah. yeah, you can, you know, you can try and kick it from like behind your other leg, and it just fall off the tee. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as much as I loved the last drive and the onside kick and everything like that, what I loved most of all was the was the next morning. Well, I guess what. It was the next morning because it was after midnight. But uh, Davo Sweeney calling Colin Cowherd a fraud. Yeah, I did not see that. Colin Cowherd yes. on his show leading up to the game had called Clemson and Davo Sweeney frauds because Be- they didn't beat anybody this year and they had so many close games and they yeah. lost a pit and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you, you go toe-to-toe with Alabama last year and I- you make it to two – you know, you make it the back. You don't make it the back-to-back championships on accident. Yeah, well, Colin. And, and the game before, they absolutely destroyed Ohio State. How yeah. did how, yeah. that, a fraud not, does not, not shut out a team like well, not, Ohio State? I'm not exactly sure when Colin called them frauds. I, I don't know when exactly it happened. If it was leading into the playoff or leading into this game, but leading into this, he had called them frauds. And so Davo at his press conference, he's going on and on. And he goes. Who's who's the guy that called us that? Uh, was it Colin Cowherd? Colin Cowherd's a fraud. Uh, you know, yeah. saying maybe he needs to watch us and do his homework and this and that. Man, I and then so apparently Cowherd claims that he went to bed before seeing this, which I I kind of buy because I didn't see it. I turned it off and I went to bed. Yeah, well, he gets paid more to talk about it than you yeah, do. It's, it's his job to watch it. Yeah, but he's also got to be up at 5 a.m. to do a radio show, so for him to go to yeah, bed... Yeah, but isn't he like Superman? Isn't he like <laughs> yeah, flying right. all around ESPN's campus? Not anymore. He works for Fox. Or flying all around Fox's yeah. campus. Like, look how fast I am, you guys. I'm on the radio. Um, so I, I buy that he didn't see it, but that's, I guess he said... That's a great impression. Thank you. Walked, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. He walked into the office, and I guess some of his staffers were kind of, like, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody, like asked, oh. yeah, somebody asked if he had seen it, and he goes, no. And so he, he uh, watched the video, and uh, then he went on his show, and he basically said nothing. 
Of course. Yep, you didn't address it because he, Colin Cowherd is a prideful um, uh, he, man. So many words there. This happens to us all the time. Ha- I can't wait for the After Dark show because I we run right? into these walls where we just want to say every word we know that's bad. Yeah, uh, he but, acknowledged it on the show, but he never once he never once admitted that he was wrong. He never yeah. once apologized for saying it. He he defended himself for saying it yeah. instead of acknowledging that. Well, I called the national champs a fraud, and obviously I was wrong. They beat what were probably the two best teams in college football this year in Alabama and OSU. Mm-hmm. Going going into they shut out OSU. Yeah, how's that a fraud? So again, like I said, I don't know when he said it. He might have said it right after the pit loss. I don't yeah. know, but no, yeah, that's but right, again, but... he still called the national champs frauds, and I just I loved seeing Dabble come back at him and uh, calling him out on it because I, I can't stand Colin Cowherd. I was torn about halfway through the game. I, I I was torn because I I realized that Clemson's coach was called Dabo, and then I didn't know who to root for. Well, you should root for that because it's kind of like Dabo from Deep Space Nine. Or Gabo from The Simpsons. Because we have to bring up both Deep Space Nine and The Simpsons every episode. It's a rule. Eric has like a little like house, like house, studio rules posted on the wall. Check, check that one off. <laughs> Things you must mention. <laughs> Look, Smithers, Gabo is coming. <laughs> I believe that's Gabo, sir. Oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, like I, that's just a weird thing to be called. And apparently, it w- it was uh, when when he was a young boy, his younger brother couldn't pronounce his name, so he would say that boy, which sounded like Dabo, because they're southern. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a slight against southern. It's just the way. You all talk down there. <laughs> y'all, y'all talk. <laughs> y'all talk down there. You guys know this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and then the nickname stuck, and he's been Dabo ever since. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Has so, Dabo ever dabbed? I'm sure he has. Oh, man, he should have dabbed all, all all across the field. Oh, dabbing Dabo. Dabbing Dabo. God, I hate that crap. Yeah. But I also hate Colin Coward. He's a hothead. He's He gets paid for this. He gets yeah. paid for just being an idiot, being wrong all the time. I don't, I hate I just can't stand him. Well, we're going to talk about another one of those guys once we get talking yep. about the Cowboys because Skip yep. Bayless, huh. everybody's favorite. But why yeah. do we have like? But we got, we got Travis Kelsey in a in but, a segment later on yep. too. <laughs> but before we get a, before we get to all that, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Washington Capitals. Yeah, uh-huh. the uh, first place Washington Capitals. Yeah. Uh, so yep. after Columbus had that huge streak, they have. Uh, Really sputtered. They have really dropped it down into first gear. Yeah, I had some notes on. I had some notes about that before I saw the rundown for the show about how Columbus has just been up and down since. Like yeah. they win, they lose. They win, they lose. Yeah. So in the in the meantime, Washington has won now nine straight. Yeah, something like that. And, yeah. and like nobody's in a row. And, and nobody's noticing until right. until pretty much right now. Until because like, I just said it. Well, I. Well, I was on the front page. Until a minute. I just said it. I was on their front page. Um, <laughs> and, I uh, just said it. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's incredible. They came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, and they're Col- a good team, but still, like this streak came out of, to take the lead. To, yeah, came out right. of nowhere. Well, Columbus because, is still the number two team in the league. Yeah, I know. And well, they had such a big cushion. Yeah, they had a huge cushion. But yeah, yeah. It, but it's an interesting. It's an interesting top of the standings now too, because you got the you got. Capitals here. They're going to be vying for it. When do those two teams play? Ooh, uh, 
That'd be ter- that'd be amazing. I'll, I'll, look, take, I'll take a quick look at the schedule here. Yeah. Um, this seems weird with them being in the streak. I was actually looking at Capitals home tickets recently. Oh yeah, they're actually not that expensive. No, on, they're not on, on second mark on secondary market. Yeah, they're not that bad. I I saw them several years ago. They still had uh, Alex Semin there, um, and they had uh, that's when they had Varlamov and Teodor as a goalie. So that kind of that goes back a ways. That, yeah, yeah, that's that, quite, <laughs> quite a while ago. But, yeah, I, I was actually at I, – I went to a game at Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. and saw the Sharks play the Capitals, and uh, Ovechkin had two goals or something. That's Seven the Sharks? Yeah, the Sharks. This was before the Sharks thing. but That was, uh, that was my favorite thing of all but, time. Yeah, I don't remember pay, paying a whole lot for those tickets, but uh, – Yeah, like, I mean, we're – like. 20, 20 something bucks for some yeah some better matches. I mean, it may have gone up. That was probably about four games ago. Yeah, I'll look right now. Um, but uh, they play uh, in Washington on the twenty third. They play the Jackets. Ooh, so uh, they, March March twenty third. March twenty third. So they don't play in Columbus. No, I think they already they, have. Yeah, I road trip into have. Washington, guys. Yeah, God. Gee, I don't think I. Although do. watch, although watch them both be on like eleven game losing streaks at that point. I got huge chips this year already. I don't know if I, I do can too. For the DC one, but you know well, the the trips I am going on are going to pick up some sports stories. The, uh, I plan to see, I plan to see a three game series in Toronto at the end of May uh, between the Jays and uh, Rangers, and then when I go to New Orleans later this year with my friends, we're going to go see a Saints game. Yeah, so. my. Uh, my big trip actually was going to be to D.C. this year, but I right. don't know if I want to take it in March. It's yeah. going to be cold still. Yeah, so I went in April, and it was terrible. Yeah. It was actually that same trip. It was just awful. It was like freezing cold rain. Like nothing, It didn't snow. Nothing froze. It was just you were constantly being rained on. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I actually have a similar story about when I went to NYC. Um, I went on February 29th. That sounds dumb. Hey, Tom and I went on January 6th. <laughs> right. <laughs> I went February, We're not that much smarter. February 29th. Here's the thing, though. It actually was not that cold, but it was cold enough to snow the first night, and then it poured rain Yeah. for the next two days. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. It was terrible. Man, I, th- I think I would rather have the snow because rain in that sort of in between weather yeah. you know 40 50 degrees is just the worst thing yeah well the it, the, it was, t- the ticket prices by the way they're not bad on february 1st you can see boston there for as low as 41 uh, which which bad. i think is pretty low because you know boston draws a lot of fans right. you can see carolina for 16 there, yeah <laughs> that was one of that was one of the lower ones i had seen although carolina is not doing too bad no they've been winning some games it's kind of weird no yeah. the the entire bottom half of the Eastern Conference has been inconsistent. You know, yeah. they'll they'll look great at times, they'll look terrible at times, and that's part of the reason why the top teams in the East are so far ahead. Yeah. If you want to go to Brooklyn instead of D.C., you can watch the uh, Capitals on the road for $8. Is like, that the that's unstructed all right. view? That's all right. Seats? But... <laughs> Oh yeah, right. It's Islanders. Never mind. But you can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no sleep, sleep till Brooklyn. Well, at least not till you get there. Right. I was saying that the entire way of the trip, and we didn't even go to, go to Brooklyn. No, we didn't. We were, we were kind of close, but, but not really. But we slept. So what the hell? <laughs> no, no, man. Not a lot of, not a lot of sleep. No I saw Prophets of Rage this year, um, which is uh, the musicians of Rage Against the Machine. 
uh, one of the members of Cypress Hill, one of the members of, uh, uh, what are they, oh God, how can I blank on this? Help me out, it's not, it's not NWA, it's the other one. Um. Anyways, they play, to, to watch these guys, they, they covered uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which is amazing. Nice. You got Tom Morello and, and friends, <laughs> it was amazing. Just want to throw that in there. It sounds like a fantastic kid show. It's like Tom a, Morello and Friends. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like a dream. Like, who in their, you know, who could ever imagine that you'd be able to see those guys covering that, you know, covering yeah. a Beastie Boys song? It just, like, man, melted my heart. <laughs> so that's what it takes to melt your heart? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. Not like the normal just, stuff. Uh, Not like somebody doing something nice for someone. Just, just a... a a uh, mashup of rap and rock mm-hmm. all coming together. <laughs> yep. Rage Against Machine's entire career was just melted heart. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Washington Capitals. <laughs> yep. They are they're, that, qu- <laughs> they're quite good. Let that one get away on me. I mean, Ovechkin got his 1,000th uh, point. And his 1,001th point. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> in the same night, uh, which is it, incredible for him. It took him 35 seconds into that game to get yeah. that, yeah. to score that goal. Yeah, he's like, I know I why you're... I missed it because I didn't have the game on yet. Yeah, I didn't either. He's like, I know why you're all here. Let me just get this out of the way, all right? I had every intention of watching his games until he got it. Well, and then, like, I, did and then I missed it. Yeah, Tom was like, hey, he's like, uh, Ovechkin scored. I was like, man, I didn't have it on yet. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah. In that. In that same game, they they honored, uh, was it Carlson's 500th point that he got in the, in the the uh, during the away trip? Or who was it that got their 500th assist? Yeah, I think it, you know, um, who were the, I don't think it, it was Ottawa, was it? Was yeah, it, it was against well, Ottawa. It was Ottawa? Yeah. Well, Carlson had already hit that mark, so I'm not sh- uh like the... He already just had a uh, big milestone, but I don't know. Yeah, because they uh, they honored whoever it was. We'll we'll figure that out for you. They honored him at that same game. Yeah. While they're you know sitting there applauding Alexander Ovechkin, which I'm sure the game stopped for like 20 minutes while everyone <laughs> stood there and clapped and Ovi just waves. And, yeah. Because that's a huge milestone. He's. Oh yeah, you and. and it reminds you how long he's been in the league. Yeah, like twelve. Yeah. Like it's been twelve years since that one, uh, you know, that one like sliding on his belly kind of goal. Yeah, whatever he was doing in those old old weird jerseys. And and, I mean, that was twelve years ago. But he still plays like a young man. Yeah, he's still a monster. He's. I think he's thirty-one, and it just it's it seems to me like he's going to have the same type of career track trajectory that Yager has had. Yeah, I yeah, Ovechkin's a big dude and uh he's pretty sturdy. And yeah, I think he's going to be around a long time. Uh but I mean, after all these years they don't even have a cup trip. No, no. <laughs> which and, is incredible. What who beats them every year? The Rangers? Uh, it's this, and they went to the whoever, cup only whoever once. they face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's been I think it's been a good mix of teams. Yeah, that's why Boudreaux didn't last there because it's like, okay, cool, you can win presidents trophies and get us to the playoffs and all that, but you can't get us past the first or second round. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's been it's been an interesting career for him in in that regard. Um 
and yeah, I do like your point about him maybe being a little like Yager. Um, hopefully not with the bouncing around with teams. It it is nice to see a guy stick with a team for his whole career. Yeah, and uh, I think that Yager might actually stick around in Florida for a good while now. I mean, I don't know that he really wants to go team th- to team. I think he does want another cup before yeah. he retires, but yeah, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna. I ha- don't think he's gonna chase it. He's gonna have to come back to Pittsburgh, which would be amazing. He does. That uh, would, what that... if he came back to Pittsburgh? They sign him to a one-year, one million dollar contract, and Pittsburgh wins the cup again. Oh um, man! Like, well, I mean, that's I a very you, attainable. That's an attainable reality. There. I could tell you that. Without a doubt, those would be the most expensive hockey tickets in the history of the secondary market. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's like against uh, another, if it's against like another huge team like Chicago. Well, I, I don't know, man. I was looking up uh, tickets for the last game at the Joe. Some people think they can get twelve thousand dollars for their ticket. Nope, sorry. I mean, people who can pay for a that. game for a game against the New Jersey Devils. Neither of those teams are going to the playoffs. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's no. not a twelve thousand dollar ticket. Only people who can afford that are, are the celebrities that the Wings are going to invite to show up for free anyway. So the only people that, the only people that can, that can afford that already have their tickets because they're season ticket holders who yeah. sit on the glass. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's an expensive ticket that I don't think should be that expensive. But I mean, I could see uh, tickets for Yarmir Yager's last game. I don't think we're ever going to know that it's his last game. I think it's just going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a Tim Duncan type thing. I mean, if, yeah. but if he does decide to do the, the uh, retirement tour, and if he, he does you know, wind up back in Pittsburgh like everybody hopes that he does, um, those tickets are going to be through the roof. I, I would not be surprised to see like $3,000 tickets. Yeah. How is his relationship with Lemieux? I have no idea. I I believe it has gotten better. I know that. Uh, Can I get a refill in my Red Bull, please? Yeah. Here you go. You son of a. Um, yeah, and I like. I think a lot of uh, athletes who kind of have those issues with with the team, they really do want to make amends. Yeah. You know, they obviously they left because there was a, a an issue, but they don't. You know, harbor any ill will. Yeah, you don't want any bitterness and ugliness at the end. Yeah, I, it, it's a good story if you you know make up, but I mean it's your life, right? I, I look at it this way: Montana and Favre came back to the Niners and Packers respectively. So yeah, I feel like anything can happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll say anything when when uh, Sosa makes his way back to the Cubs. Well, <laughs> or when the Cubs make their way back to Sosa. Yeah, yeah here's, there you go. Here's the thing about that situation. Um. With, with that, yeah, it's it's that Sosa has tried, and he's his people have reached out. But since the last time he reached out, a the Cubs have changed owners, and b Sosa's kind of gone a little bit nuts. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird situation right now. Um, Those, although uh... speaking of Sosa, you can't talk about him without talking about Mark McGuire. The Cardinals gave out his number 25 for the first time since he retired. Really? What? Dexter Fowler. They I have... would have thought that they would have retired that nope. at some point. Wow. They gave it to Dexter Fowler. That's incredible. Why wouldn't they have retired that by now? Well, 
you look at it, and what did he do for them aside from he was part of the home run race? He never gave them a World Series. He, he made never... people care about the, what is it, St. Louis Cardinals? Yes. Again. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, he never. Yeah, no, I guess He never so, delivered but, other yeah. other than the, the home run race. Yeah. But he so, was really good at it. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I'm okay with his number not being retired, and it is it is nice that they waited for a a player of that caliber. Because I mean, Dexter Fowler, even before he became a Cub, I always thought he was kind of underrated when he was in Houston, Colorado. I think he's one of the best center fielders in the game, and he just doesn't get enough respect. Um, so it is it is nice that they waited for a player of that caliber to give the number to instead of giving it to some guy they called up in September. To fill out the roster, you know that would be funny though. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, uh, when actually, when the Cubs gave out twenty one for the first time since Sammy left, it was to a September call up. That's oh, right. Oh, that, you know they did that on purpose. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hated the previous owners so much. Yeah. Um, there are a few uh, back in back in hockey. There are a few milestones coming up. Yes, if you like round, you know, if you like big round numbers like that, Yagers. Only uh, five points from 1900. Luongo has one win from 450. And Jason Chimera is eight games from 1,000. So, so when, when I saw that uh, Luongo had passed Terry Sawchuk, yeah. uh, I, I thought, geez, is he going to come close to the record? And then I looked at his age, and he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's, he's not going to You have to play until he's darn near 50. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Chimera, isn't Chimera also capital still? Uh, I'm not sure, but he was a capital at one point. Yeah, I know he was but, uh, at some point. But yeah, hey, did anyone catch any of the uh, outdoor or uh, not the outdoor stuff, but the uh, that alumni game for um, Philly and Pittsburgh? I didn't. Yeah, I. What's funny is the game, the outdoor game that uh, you know it's 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 modern you know day counterpart will be in Heinz Field on February 25th. So it's kind of weird that they played the alumni game this early. Yeah, but uh, it was cool. It was really cool. They actually they they did uh, something that we love here at Ballpark Bros, and they tied. Yep. Yeah. Because you're allowed to do that, and it's a, it's a running clock because these guys are old, and they need to sit down. Except yeah. for except for all the goal scorers for Pittsburgh, who were Tyler Kennedy and Ryan Malone. What? Yeah. Wait. What? Danny Briere was out there too for Philly. What? Yeah. I mean, I I <laughs> guess they're you. alumni. I guess yeah. it's not a. A wait, did, historical great wait, game. Did Lemieux play? I don't think so. I don't think he was there. He that's, was he was busy owning his team. That's that's disappointing. It was. Yeah, there were some guys that I that I that I wanted to see that I expect to see. Lindros was there though, and it was awesome. I love Lindros. Did he um, get hit by anybody? No, but there was this really cool turnover in the new, like almost on the blue line of the of where uh, his attacking zone. Uh, where a guy pretty much just ran into him, and then Lindros had the puck, which is pretty much how it went back in the day. Yeah, that's like Lindros is going to pick your pocket by just standing there and letting you hit him. And uh, he came in and had a, he had a breakaway from that, but he didn't score. Yeah, I I loved Lindros when we were growing up. Um, you you know he's he's so so well known for his time with the Dallas Stars. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah. You guys what, forgot two about games? that, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Yeah, right up there with Gretzky's stint in St. Louis. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I I was in like Lindros. Uh, I I gotta imagine hitting him is much like running into one of these brick walls down here. Um. Well, 
Even today, too. Yeah, like, yeah, even, like right yeah, now. Yeah, even today, he's still like. I mean, it's it's not. A, I could see him playing in a, some league somewhere, not the NHL, but uh, I'm sure he still plays somewhere. If we ask Scott Stevens, he'd probably know best. <laughs> yeah, Scotty um, knows because uh, he's the guy who basically ended Lindros's time in Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I always despised Eric Lind- <coughs> Eric Lindros. You'll get it. Um, because he played for the Flyers and then the Rangers, and those are two of the Devils' yeah. biggest rivals. Yeah, all the wrong teams. Yeah. But I always, you know, knew that he was one of the best out there. And yeah, you can't deny it. he's got his deserved spot in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how long it was going to go. Oh, the silence. Yeah, yeah. We just had a breakdown there, guys. <laughs> Nobody was ready to move on. <laughs> well, I didn't. I hadn't looked at what was next yet. Yeah, I too was like just staring at like. It's all right because we're, we're going to, well, we're going to kind of skip the next segment, uh, which is supposed to be NBA power rankings, but not a whole lot has changed. I'm just going to give you the top three, well, top four teams in the NBA right now, and it's going to be a little bit shocking. So number four is the Houston Rockets. Okay. Oh, uh, number three is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh my god. They have They've not dropped been playing two well. spots, yeah. Uh number two is the Golden State Warriors and number one is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, Cleveland dropped enough that Michael can afford tickets to go out there next week. Right. Yep. <laughs> Michael's traveling to Cleveland to see his Spurs. No, no, no. I'm going to Detroit for the Spurs. Oh, never mind. I'm going to Cleveland for a different game. Oh, okay. So you're still going to Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So the land of Cleve. Yes, mm-hmm. the land of Cleve. That's where they invented the cleaver. Yep. The meat cleaver. Yeah. Very little uh, known fact. But, so no, yes. Uh, no, yes. Friday the uh, Friday the 10th, I will be going to... No, yes is maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 10th, I will be going to Detroit to see the Spurs play. I'll get to see Pau Gasol play for the first time. Ooh. Nice. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. I haven't seen him yet. I have seen Aldridge, Manu, Tony, all those guys. Um. But yeah, I get to see Pagasol and have a game report from from the D, actually, the A H. Ah, Auburn Hills. Yes, not not for much longer. Not they they yes. are going to be moving. Yeah, wait till next year. I'm so excited for that. That's that's going to increase the likelihood of me going to basketball games. Well, yeah, about six thousand percent. Speaking of teams moving. Uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep yep yep. Yeah. Yep, so yep, 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 two yep. big two big moves in the. NFL. One of them I love. One of them I'm very indifferent towards. Yeah. Um, we'll start with the indifference. Uh, the San Diego Chargers are no more. Yep. They are now the L.A. Chargers. Um, and I will. I do want to say this before we get rolling on this. So they had the big logo fiasco. Everybody made fun of their logo. Yeah, Dodgers See, colors. I, I I liked that it was a simple logo. Yeah. yeah. I liked that it sort of kept the the you know the bolt look, and it kind of did tie in with the Dodgers a little bit. I don't know what what the ownership situation there is. Which isn't necessary, though. No. I mean, I was talking to Eric uh, about Arizona when, you know, the Diamondbacks changed their colors, and he hates that because he loved those jerseys. Yeah. And and they changed their colors to match the Arizona Cardinals and the Phoenix, at the time, Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, the Suns are the only team yeah. that stands different right. down and, there right and, now with purple and orange. And that's a hideous color scheme. I yeah. don't. I think it works for them. I really do. 
Because yeah. they don't. It's not like they're wearing purple shirts and orange pants. Eric's, it's Eric's like giving a thumbs up to the Phoenix Suns yeah. holding out uh, uh, from changing. I'm not. To, I'm not saying they need to change to the what are apparently Arizona's state colors. State color. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the color of the dirt. Well, I mean, and then it's the color of the dirt over there. Look at, <laughs> look at the uh, ASU Sun Devils. They've they've got that dark red and the yellow, and yeah, they make it work though. Yeah, they do a really good job of of creating jerseys that yeah. aren't. Crap. Wait, did you say Arizona or Arizona State? Arizona State. Because I know from experience, if you mess that up, Arizona State fans will cut you. Yes, no, no. I said Arizona State. I just wanted to be sure. Eric, play back. Play it back. <laughs> Tom, do your back. The in Arizona. Time <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but we're not going. Oh, great. Now we're going back in time. All right, so the Washington Capitals. <laughs> Yeah, back to this L.A. crap. Yeah, um, yeah, they had that Dodgers logo. Yeah, which, uh, I which, I didn't care for the logo. I didn't care it, for the color scheme of just blue and white. Uh, they amended it, right? Yeah, twice. See, I I, <laughs> I liked the first one, not the colors, but they amended it to their powder blue and yellow, which made a few people happier. I right. liked that because it's still a simple logo. And logos today can get busy, and I don't yeah. like that. And then they threw that away. They they <laughs> got made fun of for doing that on the internet. And so they threw that away, and now it just says Los Angeles Chargers in the in the powder blue and yellow. Here's the thing. I love the fact that they changed it until they got it right. Yeah. It, you no, don't it, see corporations do that. Yeah, that is, and that kind of is a smart move. Like, okay, let's respond to the fans and give them what they yeah. want. You don't, yeah, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, it and resulted still, in them changing logos twice in three days. They'll but, still probably use that L.A. Bolt logo as a secondary logo, right? Yeah. Which like, is it's fine. not going away. But yeah, I, and that's, it is fine as a secondary logo. I think what they should do is they they should have they should obviously keep their bolt, you know. Oh, they helmet they will. logos. They need to put the numbers on the side of the helmets again. Yes, put yeah. the numbers on the the. Mm, those are the bet. That's I love when I'm playing Matt. I'll play Madden as the Chargers just to do just that. to use those. Yes, because yeah. I love the I love the white helmets with the numbers on the side. Yeah. The black, the simple black numbers and that bolt. They, they are gorgeous. They need uniforms. well. What I really want from them is to go back to the Dan Fouts era with the dark blue and the the, yeah. the hard yellow. <laughs> yeah. I want those uniforms to come back, and I want the Rams to go back to the blue and white. They talked of, to Dan of the Deacon Jones era. They talked to Dan Fouts about the move, and he wasn't happy about it. They talked to Philip Rivers, and you could tell Philip Rivers wasn't happy about it. But he was playing, you know, he was playing his role, which is to support it, yeah. while you know, calling it bittersweet and stuff like that. But Fouts was not happy, no, and because I, yeah, I get it, I yeah, get like, it. and I'm listening to the radio the other night. I don't remember who it is. It's uh, Freddie and Fritz, I think, and. Uh, you know they're talking about like they're stuck with the Padres. Yeah, right. you've and got the well, Padres. Like, well, it's like you you think about you think about San Diego sports over over our lifetimes yeah. and and for the decade before because uh, I think Dan Fouts' career ended a year after I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think he was done in '89. Our lifetime and and the the decade before. What do you have in San Diego? You have. Dan Fouts and you have Tony Gwynn, and that is all you have to hang your hat on. Yeah, I mean, some people might say Ladainian Tomlinson, but I mean, he was—I mean, they, he was really good. They didn't but, really accomplish anything. But they, that's the, that's no, the they thing. didn't accomplish anything with Fouts or Gwynn either. But and, and that's another thing that really just like they never got you to the Super Bowl. 
They're not gonna get you to Super Bowl in L.A. Right. And and like who who's who's gonna go out to that game? I mean, like the Rams had really good attendance this year, but I think that's gonna happen. They had the really new... good attendance for like the first three home games. Well, were... I, I I looked at the season totals and they were like four. They were like fourth or something. Really? Or yeah, so, they, I don't know. They were pretty high because they they, they, they were some... they were selling out games. Well, yeah. the people must have been leaving early because they were showing shots at yeah. the end of a couple games. You? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, no, they did look empty all the time, and I so I I had that misconception too. But okay. um, but it's not going to work for the Chargers because they they don't want you. There is no demand for a second football team in L.A. There was barely demand for a first. Right. People went out to see the Rams because it's the shiny new thing in town. They're not going to show up like that next year, especially when they played like crap. Right, and they're not going to show up for Chargers either. Like, oh, thank you for this new sports team. And it, the thing with the Rams was that was a return to L.A. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, it's a return for the Chargers, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I, I don't – but still, I don't think the – There think, aren't a lot of people yeah. that remember yeah, the right. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, yeah nobody's excited. We remember the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, yes. But, no, yeah, nobody's going to be excited for that. You're going to be screwed. Well, yeah. I, I do think they did one thing right in that they're not going to be playing their games at the Coliseum this next year. Yeah. Because that would just destroy the turf there, having oh, them yeah. and the Rams Three and, teams playing and all USC the time. playing yeah. there. They're playing their games at uh, StubHub Field or whatever it's called. Yes. Uh, it's the L.A. Galaxy soccer team, football football team. Only holds like, what, a third of what the that, Coliseum holds or that's something? That's perfect. I mean. Yeah, they're going to sell a third <laughs> of the tickets. That's, yeah. that's perfect. They might they might fill that sucker. They'll, they'll play their games there next yeah. season, and then when that new... $2.7 billion stadium is built, the Rams and Chargers will share that field. And then that other move, <laughs> that other move's kind of exciting. Hang on, before, before we get into this. So you know how when, when things happen in sports, people change Wikipedia pages, like yes. after a big hit, this person died, or whatever, yes. you know. Jared Cook's Wikipedia page lists him as part-time owner of the Cowboys after catch that led to win. Oh... <laughs> Oh my god! That's a good. Lord. That's a good one. Oh my god! Oh, oh wow! Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I, that just popped up, yeah. so I, I wanted to share that. Who is um, this guy? There's this guy uh, for the Bears. I don't know if he's there anymore. He was kind of a really like army friendly guy, like military friendly guy. He's some big guys. Anyway, somebody changed his Wikipedia, listing him as like at like five eleven, one hundred pounds, <laughs> and he's like definitely six five, uh, two eighty something That's awesome. or whatever. Um, actually, I was able to edit Wikipedia after the Browns season ended last year. Not not yeah. just one in fifteen season, but last year, I was actually able to edit it to um, suspended operations because it says from nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety nine. I was able to edit it to say pr- to present. Oh man. <laughs> But they cha- they changed it back like within five minutes. I was really disappointed. I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't even get a screenshot of it. It was it was so quick for them to change it back. But yeah, I was I was able to edit it to suspended operations, nineteen ninety six to present. That so, was awesome. I I love when stuff like that happens. Like uh, last week with the Matt Moore hit. Yeah. Somebody gave him the date of uh, the date, date of, of death. death. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> that was... But yeah, speaking of Matt or, or uh, yeah, speaking of uh, well, I guess it was uh, Michigan State's guy. Who played for the uh, Raiders? Who didn't do so well? Oh yeah, um, oh, but yeah. but that's fine. That's fine because Carr will be back from his broken leg, and he's gonna uh, be rehabbing in uh, Vegas. Yeah, well, because uh, potentially, pa- potentially, 
They're yeah, the Raiders are gonna file paperwork this they, week or next week. They have filed they have something filed? at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, they filed uh, from Oakland to Las Vegas. So, yeah. um, which this has always kind of been in the cards, even before the NHL announced their plans to go to Vegas. Yes. this had always been in the cards for Oakland. Yes, this was all. Yes, this was talked about a lot, and I think, I think with uh, LA getting two teams in two years here, uh, that kind of opened up. You know, you know, the league is like open to this stuff i guess yeah, now you're and uh you're uh, smushing all the teams together in, yeah. into one section of the country right and it comes at, it comes as really bad timing for oakland fans yeah from oakland right and really great timing for vegas football fans um, because oakland's good and you're gonna have a good you know decent nfl team their first year in your town you know that's going to be fun. Yeah. Now, not not the same for the hockey team. They're um, going to suck. Oakland, Oakland, the Coliseum there. Uh, the Raiders do have a lease with the Oakland Coliseum that yeah. uh, takes them through next year with an option for another year and then another option after that. Gotcha. Who has the option though? The Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Okay. So if the stadium isn't ready, or if the owners haven't approved, or yeah. whatever, they can keep going year to year as a lame duck out there. Yeah. Which. You gotta That'll be great for attendance. Yeah, you gotta imagine that's gonna drive attendance down. But now, here's the thing: if if the Raiders were to say win the Super Bowl next year in Oakland, yeah, and then have to uh, exercise the option to stay another year, do fans go out to see the defending champion Oakland Raiders, knowing that they will be the Las Vegas Raiders the next season? Yeah, I think people will show up because, like. While Oakland fans are really pissed, you probably do have some people that are like, "All right, I'm okay with it." Yeah, I mean, people are still, and even even people who are disgruntled, I think, are going to show up for the games. There are people who are going to want to, you know, support them in their last, you know, like a last hurrah kind of thing. Right. I mean, Ra- um, Raiders fans are known as being one of the most diehard fan bases. Yeah, they're passionate. They, no matter how bad that team is, they show up, and it's yeah. been bad. Yep. But yeah, I, I mean, I look forward to seeing the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't look forward to seeing the LA Chargers, but I really do want to see the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, uh, that'll be cool. Uh, I mean, Las Vegas is perfect for sports. This this yeah. does bring up a question: um, Was the uh, the Sacramento Kings ownership business uh, all figured out yet, or are they still trying to sell that team? Oh, with the Maloofs, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with them. Uh, but yeah, I know that they were rumored to either go up to seattle or to move east to vegas i don't know yeah so does this change you know does this shift that at all i don't with, know with now know. there's a, a hockey team and a football team well, that are going to be in vegas and that new arena for that hockey team is going to be great for uh, basketball yeah, right. too um uh what is but, it bill, bill daly is it the nhl yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Daly was asked about it, and he said that really the NHL has no opinion on it. They knew that this was coming. They yeah. knew that it was a possibility and a probability, um, but they um, they really aren't threatened by it. They don't think it's going to be an either or thing. They yeah, think that the people right. of Vegas are going to embrace both teams. But I mean, it's, especially because tickets for for the uh, hockey team aren't going to be that high. They, you know, yeah, they're going to start out very low because the team's not going to be good. I mean, there might be some demand for for tickets for a new team. Yeah, but I think their first quarter of the season is going to be pretty pricey. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but, but I think it'll come back down to earth pretty quickly once they start losing. Like I just, I they're, just wonder, 
is 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 that uh, the possibility that the kings, if if the ownership hasn't been settled, the possibility that they go to Las Vegas rather than up to Seattle, does that hurt Seattle's chances of getting an NHL team? Because they have already begun, uh, they have begun renovations on their uh, old uh, arena there. I don't think that it hurts it, um, if only because I think, and I know the NHL hasn't said this, and they're not going to say where the 32nd franchise is going to go until it's official, but I yeah. think the NHL already knows that it's going to be Seattle. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's much that's going to change that, because what are they going to do? The other options are going back to failed cities. Yeah. They're right. not. They're not going to go back to Hartford. They're not going to go back to Quebec. Uh, Winnipeg has shown that that's not going to work. Yeah, at the their mo- attendance is down. Like the best they could do is go to Toronto the, and be a second Toronto team because the, that's always brought up. But yeah. I think the NHL is, would would rather balance it out though and yeah. give another Western Conference. The team. funny thing is, Winni- Winnipeg's attendance is down, but it's still over one hundred percent. Yeah, because their building only holds fifteen thousand people, and so the you know. And you know that's not a bad number. Fifteen thousand people going to a game every every game. They're yeah. still selling out, and right. they still have the passionate fans there. So it's it's not as though they're failing as a team. I mean, no. they are failing by not winning. And with, with as bad as the Canucks are, and as disappointing as the Canucks are every year, you'll have a quick rivalry if you put a team in Seattle. Yeah, you'll have two teams oh, yeah. that are probably around the same as far as uh, skill and talent. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think it'll be good for the sport to go to Seattle, and I I think the NHL recognizes that. Yeah, because other than Vancouver up there, what else is going on in that part of the country? Yeah, or, or in that part of the, the continent. I mean, there might be a CFL team. I Sorry, Canada. You got Victoria there. That's kind of a big city. Yeah, because um, I mean, what Vancouver's got to travel how far to get to? What Edmonton is the next closest? Yeah, oh, they, God, something like that. Edmonton you know? or down to uh, L.A. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not. It's not great for them up there. And actually, I so I was looking at this the other day about... The Sharks what, would be closer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, they would. Yes. Um, so I was looking at this the other day about NHL like re- realignment and stuff like that. Um, If they added a team in the East, who goes to the West to even it out? Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Just to piss them off? Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah, no. Um, Carolina again, maybe? No, no. Uh, What's Chicago nowadays? They're in the West. We can Let me where's, bring up the where's, Eastern. Where's Conference Columbus here. now? We can put a yet a third. We could put yet a third team in Atlanta, and then they can move after one year. There we go. Because <laughs> yeah, that'll work. I mean, you've already got Nashville in the West. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's on this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, um, Chicago's the, on this side. The of The only teams that would make any kind of sense to move. To the west, Florida. No, uh, nobody goes to those games though. That's Toronto and Ottawa are the furthest west <laughs> out of all of the Eastern Conference teams. Are you serious? There's no way. No, Columbus is the Eastern Conference team. It's about the same distance. I mean, they're they're all relatively along the same oh, okay. line of water le- longitude. Yeah, Keep it's talking, longitude. I'm pulling up a U.S. map. Longitude is the up and the down. Yeah. You they're, remember you, you know, remember latitude because it sounds like ladder and you have climb a ladder on the horizontal steps. Oh, okay. That's what they taught me. I see. I. It's like Michael Scott when he's when he has that uh, that monomic for, uh, um, you know, what he's going to say at the deposition. 
Detroit and Columbus are both further west than Toronto. Yeah. Right, but they have both moved to the east. So I know. The, so the league obviously would not want to move them back. Yeah, they wouldn't move them back right away. But uh, So the only other two options are Toronto and uh, Ottawa, which are not west at all. I, yeah. So you we have to add a team into the west. Yeah. We can't add one in the east again. Can we just move the Panthers up to Seattle and then just put something else in, like... Move, move the... Yeah, the Panthers. The Panthers to Seattle. Georgia. Give Georgia hockey. Yeah. They, they had what they hockey. do with it. They had it twice. No, no, no. no, no let's not put it in Atlanta. Let's, oh, okay. Like, up in the, up in the northwest corner. Let's yeah. go up there and just see what they do with it. Maybe Alabama could use a team. You think... Or, like, Missouri. Or, yeah. What about Lubbock? Is that a good place for a hockey team? Omaha. Omaha's yeah. Omaha had some buzz last year, a couple past couple years because they have like a good AHL team or something. But yeah. uh, do not, please do not put professional hockey in Omaha. What about uh, what about one of the Virginias? I don't know if they care. East Virginia. Yes, Tom. East Virginia, Kentucky. They could use some hockey. Richmond's got an ECHL team. They have all the hockey they need. They uh, South Carolina's got yeah. the uh, Stingrays. I don't know. They got to do something. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're smart guys. Well, I mean that Vegas presentation. I mean, they get paid more than we do, so they yeah. better figure it out. Right. Somebody gets paid way more than I do to draw a crap logo. Right. But we've yeah, we've talked about that. Man, a few how times. Are the last two the last two logos that have been released in pro sports have been just absolute crap. Yeah, nobody tries anymore. They go with something that's safe and it's not working out. Yeah. All right. Relocation bros. So, we're going to... Tom, we need to go back in time to Saturday. Good work. Can we spell that out to make that the title of the show? That's like Z-H-Z-H-Z-H-W-H-Z-H. Bros. Got that, Eric? I don't think he's paying attention. (laughs) What's he watching? What is he? Is he watching something we can mention on air? He's Facebook. reading things. Oh, he's just Facebooking. Who's Ryan McCaffrey? I don't know. Why do you have naked pictures of him on your computer, Eric? And why is he verified? He on have... your computer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are no naked pictures on his computer. Not yet. <laughs> Jinx. Amazing. All right. So we're back at Saturday. Things That's... are about to kick off between the Seahawks and the Falcons. Oh, man. Seattle fans are feeling good. Fast forward four hours. Flying high. Atlanta has crushed Seattle. Yeah. I know it's only 16 points, but it they crushed them. Yeah, no, they, uh, they beat them pretty. Everybody remembers the... Uh, the greatest play of that game is uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson, falling down on his butt. Yes, tripping <laughs> over his own lineman to fall. Oh, no, he into didn't the trip over him. He, he got stepped, stepped on. Yeah, he got his foot Ooh. stepped on by his own lineman and fell backwards. And he made sure he landed entirely in the end zone, right. so there was never a chance that it could be <laughs> ruled down somewhere around the one. Yeah. He fell right into the back of so, the end zone but actually, with the ball. So we need to go back. One, yeah, <laughs> two plays. So, 
Things are going great for Seattle. Uh, touchdown in their opening drive. Atlanta answers uh, in the second. And then uh, Seattle gets a field goal in the second. And then they hold Atlanta. Atlanta punts the ball. Devin Hester takes it. 79-yard return all the way down inside the 10-yard line going in. But there's a penalty. Don't take penalties on punt returns, you doofs. There's a penalty. So, Seattle, because this penalty happened at about the 20-something, right, gets backed up all the way inside their own 10-yard line. That's not good. That is not good. That is what leads to a loss and then Russell Wilson being stepped on and the safety happening. So now, you know, that makes it 10-9. to 9. Atlanta takes the free kick, goes down, kicks the field goal, and the floodgates kind of open from there. It was still manageable for, for Seattle at that point. It was, and then Atlanta gets the touchdown with about a minute left in the half. They come out and score a touchdown to open the second half. To open this, it's a, it was a six-minute drive. They took up almost a, more than a third of, of, the first, of, of the third quarter yep. just in that one drive. Yep, and then uh, Seattle was only able to manage a field goal uh, in the third, and Atlanta came out and outscored them uh, ten to seven in the final in the final frame. So, it uh it, the the entire game changed on that penalty on the Devin Hester punt return. Yeah, the the entire game it it essentially wound up being an eighty plus yard penalty, taking them from inside. The Atlanta 10 to inside their own 10. Yeah, let me just say, it was incredibly fun watching Devin Hester again. It really was. He, he, man, there he, were so many he flashbacks. Like, he looked like he looked like 2008 Devin Hester. Yes, he did. I, I was having flashbacks to when he played for Chicago. Just, oh my God. Like I'm like, this guy, he's 34. You know, this is a swan song. He's done. Yeah, he did, he did say that he probably played in his last NFL game. And here's the thing, though. I think he believes that, but I don't think it's true because I think next year yeah. the same thing is going to happen. A, a contender, be it you know, be it the Broncos or the Patriots or the Packers or the Steelers, they're going to have a flaw, and it's going to be special teams. He played on both these teams this year. Yes, he did. He played for the Falcons and the Seahawks yep. this year. Somebody is going to have a need on special teams. Yeah. And Devin Hester is going to get a call at playoff time next year too. Yeah, I could see it happening. I, yeah, but it was it was thrilling to watch him. Yeah. I'm I'm just like like this takes me back. Yeah. This is Devin Hester. This is what we want to see from him. I was so happy to see him doing doing all that, yeah. tearing stuff up. But yeah, but that again that that penalty. Unfortunately it, it, for him, he doesn't yeah doesn't right. get to. He's only made yeah he doesn't get to go to a Super Bowl. So yeah, he did go to one Super Bowl. Yes, he and did. He, he is the only player in NFL history to take the opening kick of a Super Bowl yes. back for a touchdown. Yep. Yep. But I, yeah, man, it I, was fun. It was fun yeah, stuff, it, but it yeah, was... the Falcons, uh, it, you know, you can't beat them at home, I don't think. Uh, that I... offense, that offense, like, slowed down in places throughout the season, but they still terrorize teams. Yeah. Um, you have everybody, you have everybody healthy. It's well, just, it, man. It, yeah. Matt Ryan finished 26-37, 337, 338 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I mean, he's, 
It's good. <laughs> I'm not happy to be talking about the Falcons doing well. Right. Okay. So I, I wanna, do hate their success. I want to ask you this, and so obviously I'm going to give away. I'm going to give away the winners of the next three games. But you all already. You can't know do this. that. You all already know who won. Spoilers. Everybody, plug your ears. Um, la 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 la. So la, la. obviously, New England, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're always there. They're always going to the Super Bowl. They're always winning it. Yeah. You say you want to change, but the change would mean your division rival yes. wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. It kind of sucks. That's because I wanted some other games yesterday to go a different way, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that before uh, th- these teams all got eliminated. So, but, but so where do you stand now, I guess, is my question. Oh, my God. All right. Who's left? New England, Falcons, Green Bay, and uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna find something else to do that day. I don't know. I I don't I, I don't want any of them. None of them. Pass. Yeah. Um, I want it just you know. I want the ground to just collapse underneath it, like in the one uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're not gonna have a good. You're not gonna have a good uh, rest of the month there. Where's the yet. game being played? Houston. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. Houston. So, um, that's another thing that they, uh, hopefully it's too hot that day and they just decide they're not going to. Last time they played in Texas, it was too cold and the stadium froze. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, I can't say. I can't answer that right now. I think it's just going to be torment. So basically, <laughs> you're going to pick the games and just hope you're right for the sake of being right with your picks. That's been, that's me all year, though. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm usually picking teams that I don't want yeah. to win. Um, well, in the late game on Saturday, we had the uh, Houston Texans kind of hanging with the Patriots for about a little bit, a half and yeah. maybe another half of a quarter. Yeah, longer than anyone thought. Um, yeah, I I picked the score. Uh, if anyone remembers this on the Facebook page, I picked New England uh, to score uh, 3.5 times 10 to the 69th power points. And they got he, close. Yeah, I know. And Houston, Houston, because we talked about Al Michaels earlier, yes. it's Houston. Houston. And Houston to score four points, but not by safeties. Instead, they would score those four points with a field goal and a scoreboard glitch, and they would just ignore it. They would have to roll with it because they couldn't figure out how to fix the glitch. And in light of the 3.5 times 10 to the 69th power points that New England put up, it wouldn't matter in the end. That didn't happen. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, in fact, uh, Houston was down uh, only by four at halftime. Um, it was 17-13 at half. You had a very mediocre Tom Brady. Oh, he was he, he had a lower completion percentage, I think, than Brock. Yesterday, uh, it was Brady, below fifty percent. Yeah, Brady was eighteen of thirty-eight for yeah. two eighty-seven, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and Brock was twenty-three of forty for one ninety-eight, one touchdown, and three interceptions. How do you complete twenty-three passes and only throw for one hundred and ninety-eight yards? Um, and three of those be interceptions. It's because um, I want to know how you're six seventy. You don't have the yeah. arm strength to get it down the field. Yeah, that's because you're Brock Osweiler. That's how you do that, Tom. Uh, but, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's so tall, he can see everything. He still can't throw, and he's got to throw down to people. Yeah. His height kind of makes him, helps it helps him. I'm, I'm sure he overthrows balls well enough on his own, but I'm, his his uh, height hurts him there. Yeah. 
it, it's gonna he's gonna throw it even further over your head. Like he had this one cool throw to Hopkins, only because Hopson Hopkins like spread his wings and flew thirty feet in the air to catch it. Right. And then when you come down, you get no yards after reception because you were up in the air for so long. You know. Oh, um, so at at one point in this game, from the time from the time the Patriots scored their first touchdown, um, until uh, not I don't remember exactly what the time span was, but a good chunk of time they had one play to Houston's twenty eight or twenty nine plays because Houston had a drive or well. New England scored their touchdown. Houston had their drive for the field goal. New England returns the kickoff for a touchdown, which doesn't even count as a play. Right. Houston comes back, gets their field goal. Tom Brady throws an interception on the only play, and then Houston has another seven or eight plays. Yeah. It was ridiculous. You would think if you have if you have that many more plays, you'd think you would be winning, you know, I don't know, 28-3 to three or something like that. Yeah, it was kind of amazing. We had that Brady segment. We have Brady bros, you know? Yeah. yeah. We had that Brady segment, but I'm watching that game, and I'm like, and then did you, did you see the graphic they put up of all the quarterbacks that the Patriots have faced this year? No. One yeah. made it to the playoffs. Yep. Jeez. And that one? Wasn't an impressive one. It was Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, well, it might. No, it, no. They had Matt Moore too. Brock Osweiler too. This season? They, yeah, they faced the Tom Brady. Didn't face him. Oh, but. right, right, right. The Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sorry, this was Brady. Yeah. This oh, okay. Was Bra- All right. Sorry, I'm remembering the graphic now. It was the Brady ones, the Brady bunch of games. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, because Brady was yeah he was in those famously games. suspended during yeah. that Houston game. Yeah, I think anything Brady does is famously yes he's a celebrity. That's true. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah I actually have the graphic here I can name them all off for you. It's Cody Kessler <laughs> in his first <laughs> uh, when the pay- it was Brady's first game. Cody Kessler, Andy Dalton, Landry Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Russell Wilson, the lone. Uh, you know, guy to make it there. Colin Kaepernick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Goff, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon, Bryce Petty, and Matt Moore. So that's not that good. Which Matt Moore counts as like a half. So uh, yeah, sorry. So Russell will. Sorry, that's not teams that didn't make it. But Russell, uh, the Russell Wilson one. That's the only one they lost out of all those. Yeah, that Brady faced. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're going to have a tough time with the Steelers, and if they make the Super Bowl, got my facts all out of order. <laughs> if the Patriots make CTA? the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be an NFC win. <laughs> like the way fax they, machine. Who needs actually got CTS? <laughs> the way they played against Houston just doesn't uh, show them anything. And yeah. a lot of Brady's completions. I know David's got the highlights running right now. Yeah. A lot of them were Brady just kind of winging it, and his receiver making a ridiculous adjustment. Yeah. Twisting and turning and falling this way and leaping this yeah. way. Edelman had some good stuff yesterday. Edelman and Hogan, yeah. Yeah, and Hogan, huh? Yeah, Hogan was huge yesterday. Yeah, so um, Brady was not impressive at all. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it's Houston's defense is that good. Yeah, his uh, I think his tipped interception was still not a great throw. No, it was I, uh, I, it was I, out of Floyd's reach. Yeah, I just watched it and it, and it was beyond him. And uh, 
Like even, yeah, it was a tipped interception and you say, well, what can you do? You can throw a more accurate ball. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially you can, when you're the greatest quarterback of your generation. Yeah. So it was kind of, it's kind of fun to watch Brady not be so great. It wasn't fun to watch him still pull out a win, but that's Houston. Yeah. Houston's not good. I mean, right. they, they, they stink. Yeah. So, well, we'll see next, next week. We'll see what New England's really made of when they face a real playoff team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to go in chronological order, or yeah? And I'm I'm, I'm trying mean, not to be biased, but we could just save the best game for last. <laughs> I say we go in chronological uh, yeah, order. No, we'll go in chronological that's order. The way sports go, so. yeah. No, there's a lot of counting in sports. Yeah, a lot of so, numbers. So the wild card round was nothing but clunkers. Yeah, the Saturday games clunkers, and then Green Bay was up twenty-one to three, and everybody rolled their eyes and said, "Great." Another clunker. And then Dallas came storming back. Yeah, they woke up. That was one of the most impressive comebacks I've ever seen. And, yes, it did fall short, but Cowboys fun. fans, hold your heads high today. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, I, they're they're back. They're finally back Yeah, after a decade and a half of mediocrity. So, sadly, that that was the game I was looking forward to the most. And I had to miss most of it, <laughs> oh man! Because I had a table read uh, for this film, and, and uh, but I was like, you know, whatever. I'd rather do film than anything else. But um, yeah, I was like, I was so much looking forward to that game, and then I was told by my director like what time it was. I'm like, oh my god, that's the Dallas game, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> do you have a TV there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so this a good time though. This wound up being, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend. And I know the the late game was even tighter, but it was yeah. kind of, it was wild. Yeah, it was the game. Yeah, it was the kind of game we freaking needed to see because everything else sucks so bad. Right. Uh, so yeah, you had Green Bay jumping out to this big lead, and then um, two two things I think happened. Um, one, Morgan Burnett for the Packers got injured. Yeah. And was replaced by a rookie, Kentrell Bryce, in the secondary. That That's not good. No, uh, that is not. And the other thing that happened, and this might have had something to do with, Bur- with Burnett going down, Dallas was able to answer a Green Bay score within, you know, like two minutes or something. Uh, it... They, yeah, uh, yeah. It took them a minute and a half to answer to Green to answer Green Bay's third touchdown. It was twenty-one yeah, they, to three, and it took them a minute and a half. And they just they flipped a switch. Yeah, and it and that was it. And like I said, it might have had something to do with Burnett going down, but Green Bay was a different team defensively after that. And Dallas was able to do whatever they wanted. Um, Dak wound up finishing the game twenty-four of thirty-eight, three hundred and two yards, three touchdowns, and an INT. It's probably his one of his most impressive games all season yeah um he would uh unfortunately for him he was going up against Aaron Rodgers who went 28 of 43 for 356 two touchdowns and a pick yeah and that's another team where if you let them play a full game they'll win yeah you know like you gotta shut you gotta shut them out of at least one half right and they shut you out of a half now you're screwed right so in the in the last uh four minutes of the game uh Dallas ties it on a touchdown and two-point conversion, leaving Aaron Rodgers quite a bit of time. Uh, Packers drive stalls out, 
and they kick a 56-yard field goal with a minute 38 left. This is no joke. I posted on my personal Facebook page, Green Bay just lost this game. There was no doubt in my mind Dallas was going to go down and score a touchdown. And the reason that I was saying this is because I suffered through 2013 when Green Bay lost on a last-second kick to San Francisco. 2014 when they let Seattle come back in the NFC Championship game and lost in overtime. And last year with the Hail Mary stuff and losing to Atlanta in overtime. So I knew how this story ended. (laughs) Green Bay loses in heartbreaking fashion. It's kind of become our thing. The Steelers have hard-nosed football. The Saints have passing it all over everybody. The Patriots have playing the Texans. Green Bay has losing games in the most tragic way possible. But Dallas went down and kind of screwed up a little bit from what uh, from what everyone is saying on these social medias. People were complaining about Dak spiking the ball on first down to stop the clock instead of using one of their two timeouts. So people are saying they wasted a down? They wasted a down because then they gained seven yards on second down and nothing on third down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people are saying that they wasted the down and should have taken the timeout. Well, I don't know. I don't uh, – I'm okay with them spiking the ball there and trying to save the timeouts because you're going for a touchdown. Yeah, right. you're, well, you're right. going for a touchdown right. and you want to have control of the clock as much as possible. You want to be able to let the clock bleed down so that you don't leave any time on the clock for uh, the Packers to do anything. Right. Yeah, you, you want to if you're kicking off to the Packers, you want to leave Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't want to say three seconds because we've seen what he can do with that. Yeah, like maybe um, one and a half. Yeah. So, like, I get it. They were trying to manage the clock as much as possible. So they get the game tying field goal, and they left Aaron Rodgers thirty five seconds, which is apparently just enough. Thirty five seconds and two timeouts. Oh, see, then it didn't matter what they did. Right. Because the if, if the Packers still had their timeouts, uh, any amount of time over, you know, 10 seconds is going to be enough. Right. Yeah, so um, I thought Green Bay lost the game again. Uh, their sa- Dallas's safety gets a free run at Aaron Rodgers and hits him from behind at, like, the th- Dallas 37 or something. I thought for sure Aaron Rodgers was going to fumble that ball. He got hit right in the middle of the back. What are you doing, Tom? I thought I felt a drop of water on my hand. Well, that would suck because we're in a basement. Yeah. I don't think that I will. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, you're uh, you're having a stroke. That's my right hand. Yeah, but you have, uh, what's that, How's it, what's that phrase? It's in Latin. Well, your heart's on the wrong side. <laughs> I don't, Heartiest uh, wrong sideus? Yes, there it is. That's it. I took four years of Latin. I can verify that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, so Rogers gets drilled in the back, and I thought that was it. Well, they come. They call the timeout, and uh, everybody's you know clamoring for the hail mary and everything like this. And Rogers rolls to his left, fires a bullet 36 yards downfield and Jared Cook catches it with his toes about two centimeters off the chalk 
falling out of bounds to stop the clock with three seconds left. That put them in Mason Crosby field goal range. And I don't know about you guys. I thought that was the most impressive play of the weekend. Rodgers to cook. Uh, yeah, it was imp- well, well, it was impressive in in what it meant for the team. I mean, yeah, it was a sideline throw, right? That it, was the one where he's kind of falling. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, and it was huge. It was hugely important. Yeah, it was huge. Well, so that that gives it the edge over um, some other plays. Yeah. Well, the for me, I mean, really, not even the important. Like if that had happened just in the middle of the game, I would think that it would be just as impressive as well because you got Rodgers rolling to his left. And throwing, which is already one of the most difficult things to do as a quarterback. And he puts it on the sideline in in a place where either it's incomplete and they have three seconds for a Hail Mary, or Cook catches it and falls out of bounds to stop the clock. I thought Dak's keeper was really good. I thought it was too. Yeah. And another, another play, uh, and it, another huge defensive play was back in that Houston game where they stopped LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Because Blunt, he doesn't quit. Right, he never quits. Like they hit him, they hit him pretty. Like he hits a wall on his first attempt, like running out to the left. And then he just like he's like, I'm gonna keep going left, and runs into another wall. Yeah, uh, that that was a very impressive defense to keep him out of there, and that kind of really jazzed up Houston. Yeah. yeah, at that moment, and then Brock Osweiler came out and screwed it up. Yeah, but, if only they had not sent him out. If they had just. Left their defense on the field. Yeah, or put Savage out there, or anybody. J.J. Watt, he could probably throw. <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, yeah, I I don't know. They're they're a mess, but... Um, yeah, they stink. So the the game-winning kick for Green Bay, uh, they, Dallas iced the kicker. It, it made sense there, because yeah, it's a long kick. Yeah, 51-yarder, and then... And, and he made it. Like, he yeah. made... And so, like... Like, yeah, we talk about icing the kicker and how it never works. It might have a higher chance of working in those lower chance, you know, kicks. Right. Yeah. Because they got to put so much force into that kick. Right. And then they got to go out and do uh, do it right, you know, again from 52 yards or right. 51 yards 50, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Crosby came out after the icing and he booted it. And I don't know if you guys it saw it just barely yeah. squeaked in yep. it was to the left of the upright yes and then there's no wind they're indoors it somehow yeah. gravitates back yeah. and through the uh, just right inside yeah he he hooked it kind of nice there it was very close to, to yeah. uh we're very close to overtime yeah it it went up and i like i'm sitting there my family's sitting at the dinner table i'm still sitting in the living room and I was about ready to throw something as I'm watching it drift left I'm like you got to be kidding me the icing worked it snuck back in. Uh, Crosby extended his he own... He actually pooped himself. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, Crosby extended his own playoff streak. 23 consecutive uh, makes in the postseason. That's NFL record. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, 24, if more you than count I, the icing. Yeah, it's more than I have. <laughs> that is. That's more than anyone has ever. Oh, yeah, you're right. Talk record. about... Uh... Talk about kicking records. And yes, that is that is my segue. Thank you, Tom. Uh, the Pittsburgh Boswells beat the Kansas City Chiefs eighteen to sixteen yesterday. Man, oh man, this was See, fun. The you talk about the killer bees for Pittsburgh with Ben Antonio Brown uh-huh. and Le'Veon Bell it's... and Chris Boswell. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's yeah. Uh, NFL record it's a qu- six quartet now. Six field goals in six. a playoff game. Although six 
Field goals. Although, let's talk about the fact that they had to attempt six field goals. Well, yeah, you never want to do that. I mean, that that was the Chiefs' defense all year, you know? Yeah. Except for that one game against the Steelers in week four. Yeah, I mean, they they stopped the Steelers a lot last night, but hey, the Steelers stopped uh, the Chiefs a lot, too. Right. You know, holding them to just 16 points. But the, the Chiefs, Steelers' offense the, is supposed to be this big, bad juggernaut, and the Chiefs' offense is Alex Smith. So. Well, it, it it was a big, bad juggernaut. They never said that it would score on every single drive. They, uh, They're still good. They did outgain Kansas City by quite a bit. Right. I'm just saying they well, need Le'Veon to Well, address... Le'Veon Bell, you know, with his 170 yards. Right. 100 yeah, yards in the first half. That, first yeah. Steeler ever. I would say that's a big, bad offense right there. And, well, I'm just saying uh, they NFL need to record. finish in the red zone if they want to beat the Patriots. Well, what, the, that's the point that I'm trying to get at. Well, but the Patriots' defense doesn't play like the Chiefs' defense. Um, they will be able to finish in, in the red zone. But, I mean, the Patriots, I don't think, are going to be able to stop Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is still going to be good well, I tend to next ag- week. I tend to agree with you. Believe me, I fully expect I mean, he's to got. Uh, He's I got fully the, expect the Steelers to win the game next week. He's got the the most yards in the first two playoff games of a career. Yeah, by did he, did by he have at least like, twenty yards? Did he have like hundred and one yards at the end of the? He half? He had hundred and one yards at yeah. the end of the half. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And he just kept you know seventy more yeah. in, in the right. second half. Yeah, it was amazing to watch. There was one run in particular, the thirty eight uh, yard run. He takes it he waits behind the line as he does he uh cuts through a hole gets hit by two chiefs players and they completely fail to tackle him and then he runs for 10 more yards yeah and he just was just dominating the the chiefs defense and nobody could stop him and honestly i don't think that uh anybody can stop him yeah he's he's on fire and like yeah so there weren't any touchdowns ben didn't throw any touchdowns but he had a pretty he had a really good completion percentage yeah, still he was 64 percent. but again like i said and it wasn't it wasn't just their performance in the red zone there were some baffling play calls in the red zone too it's a it, it's not just that they couldn't execute it's that i don't think todd haley gave them the greatest plays to work with well uh, they got down into the red zone and they kept trying to spread it out if Le'Veon Bell got you from your own 20 to their 20, why don't you let Le'Veon Bell finish the job? Uh, because they didn't want to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... No, it, it, I I am incredibly impressed with the way the team played. And you should be. Accepting but... the the red zone performance, which was unacceptable. And, and the, the team uh, recognized that. The team said as much. And I fully expect... Much more red zone production next week. I expect our defense to play even better than it did this week, which was pretty darn good. Um, But again, against Alex Smith, that's you're you're talking about Tom Brady and Alex Smith. They're going to look a lot better against Alex Smith than they are next week against Tom Brady. And yes, as we said, they had their issues, but they were playing Houston, so. Right, and Houston is a much worse team than Pittsburgh. I expect... They're a much better defense than Pittsburgh. I uh, I 
don't know about that towards the end of the season there. I, I believe Houston that was they, just, I mean, the whole team was just hot garbage. I, I believe that Houston's defense is better, um, better than Pittsburgh's. Now, again, as I said, I fully expect Pittsburgh to win the game next week. I'm just saying there were, there were definitely flaws in the Steelers game yesterday. Um, yeah, there are flaws, but they won. They, yeah, no, and it, that's fine, but we and need to look sl- ahead to next week and realize that yeah. if they play like that again. I doubt they will, though. You know, it, like, yeah, we all saw the game yesterday. Yeah. Pittsburgh didn't score a touchdown, but whatever. That game got won, and they're going to look ahead to the next game, and their game plan's not going to be to kick six field goals, and they're going to try to score touchdowns, and they probably will this time. I mean, you never you, you, you never know. Like, yeah, they sucked yesterday. Right. But teams adapt. Well, but, we can, but I'm just saying, we can't ignore the fact that you guys are just trying to gloss over that they had red zone issues, and I'm just trying to. We're not glossing over. We talked about it. <laughs> the red zone issues will be addressed. Yeah, yeah. They it's something. W- okay, it's something. Yeah. And well, the first two times fur- I brought it up, you guys. Further than that, Kansas City's defense is much better than New England's. There is a reason that they had trouble in the red zone. It's yes. because Kansas City's defense is good. They, I understand. Kansas that. City's defense only allowed 19 points per game this season. So it's to be expected that. that they're going to have some issues scoring points against a team that's allowed less than 20 points per game. All right, so we're inducting some people into the basement of fame this week. The Hoosets? Yeah. I think David's going to kick it off. We, uh... Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, this guy earlier. Well, he's, no, he's not going to kick it off. Someone's going to kick it off to him. Yeah, someone's uh, kicking it off to me or pawning it to me because I'm covering uh, Devin Hester. Um, like I said, it was a joy to watch him yesterday. I don't care who he's playing for or who he's playing against or whatever. It was amazing watching Devin Hester. He just, like I said, the flashbacks. Everybody remembers when he came into the league. You know, in his NFL debut, he returns a punt for a then-record-tying 108-yard touchdown. Um, he's a four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's a NFL 2000s All-Decade team, which is pretty awesome. His career stats were 225 receptions, uh, 3,311 receiving yards, 16 receiving touchdowns, 10,718 return yards. That's a lot. And uh, 20 return touchdowns. And talking records, that there is a record. Yeah. Yeah, 20, he has his records. He's got plenty of them, but here's here's five of them. He's got uh, 20 total return touchdowns career, 14 punt return touchdowns career, six total return touchdowns season, and he's tied with somebody, uh, four total punt returns in a season, and uh, two kickoff return touchdowns in a game which he's tied with himself. Well, sorry, not kickoff. He's t- he's he he has another game uh where he had a kickoff and punt return. So he's got two returns. Like two games where he's returned twice, which is pretty incredible stuff. Um we did mention earlier though he he sadly had no Super Bowl wins, but uh he uh you know, the Bears fell to the Manning Colts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, well, their quarterback was Rex Grossman. That's true. Yeah, Hester yeah. was really the only highlight of that Super Bowl for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. It was a great one. Um, but yeah, and yeah, in Super Bowl forty-one, 
uh, he uh, they took the at the time the earliest lead in Super Bowl history after Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff 92 yards for a touchdown after 14 seconds in the game. This record was beaten in Super Bowl 48 when the Broncos farted the first snap of the game out the back of the end zone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they still have the earliest touchdown in, NFL, in Super yep. Bowl history. Yeah. But yeah, that was incredible. Well, <laughs> and I, I feel like the only way that record will be beaten is if somebody returns a kick that didn't go so far. So deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, like if, if somebody catches it at the five, it's not yeah. a fourteen-second run to the other end zone. Yeah, if a Seattle player falls on that ball in the end zone, there's your fastest touchdown at right. twelve seconds. Instead, it went out the back. Oh, somebody somebody fumbles a kickoff yeah. and it gets picked up and taken back by the kicking team. I suppose that'd right have a chance to beat it. But no, he's got such impressive stuff. Uh, uh, he he terrified he terrified special teams. I used to hate him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a bear. He ran all over. I was watching his highlights yesterday. He's running all over the Packers yep. and the Vikings and all that. It was and one you, of those things where you hate it so much, but you, yeah. you love watching it. You game plan against him. Yes. He changed He changed everything for special teams. They started to kick away. They, start, they stopped kicking to Hester. In fact, that's a big reason of the Colts' Super Bowl win. Is during that game, they started kicking away from him. Yeah. They probably they probably should have thought about that, like in the first kickoff. Yeah. Um, well, but again, there's a team adapting. It's, well, it's harder to to angle a kickoff than it is a punt. Yeah, right. right. That's there's true. That's good, true too. Yeah. There's a pretty good Manning story about that. Um, he said he was talking to some guys on the sideline, and he knew the kickoff was coming. He watched him kick it. He turned around. He was doing something else. And all of a sudden, he hears the crowd cheering. He goes, "I never in a million years realized that the opening kick could go back for a touchdown." <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that and was something remember, you could do. And then do. I remember Devin Hester. Yeah, thought that was against the rules. Now Devin Devin Hester, uh, like we said yesterday, was pretty much his swan song. He could be gone. We'd like to see him back, and it's a possibility that he'll be back. But we could have very easily had seen his, uh, you know, his last game. And if we did. Uh, he we get to remember his great performance in that. He had those two huge returns. He, he had th- three, if you count the one that got pulled back, um, which we don't. But, you know, I mean, you're going to return it really far if somebody holds, obviously. Yeah. Uh, now, here's our here's my question. Devin Hester, a, a basement of famer, to be sure. Yes. Hall of Famer someday? I think he should be, but he won't be because that's special teams. Uh, there's such a backlog of Hall of Fame uh, every year. Um, there are so many guys, so many other guys who are going to be uh, probably going to be eligible still that year that won't make it. Yeah, you know, that's 2022. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I, you guys won't vote for him. Yeah, that's... he won't make it. He'll never wear that jacket. We'll never see him talking in Canton. But he is a Hall of Famer. Wake up to that. Well, there's no, there's been a campaign to get Steve Tasker in for yeah. years and years and years. And yeah, Tasker wasn't the return man, but well, Tasker was as good on that, the other side of special teams. Didn't that Oakland punter get in? Yes, Ray yeah. Guy finally made it. Yeah, so Ray Guy made it in. He's the one, you know, people kick these balls I mean, to Devin Hester. Like, Ray Guy doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so, Devin, you know, Devin Hester returns uh, punts and, and kickoffs from these guys. And he... Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think he does have a shot, being that he was just so much better at it, at it than 
anyone else yeah, he, in the history of the game. He's got I mean, a, at least a shot. It just sucks because of how big the backlog well, is. Who knows? One thing One thing that does kind of hurt his chances is that right before his time, we had, I don't know if you guys remember, Dante Hall for the Chiefs. Oh, he yeah. did very similar yeah. things yeah. just over a shorter span. Right. That might hurt him. And then another Chief, he might be sandwiched by Chiefs that will keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If Tyreek Hill can wind up doing some of the same things over the next five years, yeah. that might also hurt well, Devin that's Hester's another, case. That's another thing. Is De- uh, De- yeah, Devin Hester was switched to being a receiver later, a little later right? Uh, with the Bears. And, 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 uh, and he Tyre- never really panned out either. Yeah, I and think if he... We have Tyreek Hill doing multiple jobs already. Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, if Devin Hester had uh, gotten, I don't know, say 7,000 yards receiving in his career... I think he's no doubt Hall of Famer because of his, you know, dual threat ability. Um, that sounded like one word, threat ability. Yeah. Threat ability. Threat ability. <laughs> Why not? It's football, and you can make up words, exactly. stupid words all day. Oh, my God, the words you idiots come up with. Maturation. They just, oh, my God. Like, they'll say words for which there's already a word. Yeah. And you know it's always something ability, somethingness. There's already a work. You know what? I would like everyone to stop saying compete level. His compete level, yeah. His level of competition, I think, is what you should be. His competitiveness. Now that's a word. Already, use that. Yeah. Not his compete level. Oh my God! You guys sound like everything's like. Like, this is a metric. This is a category. What's his compete level? Uh, 6.8. All right, cool. <laughs> How's that stack up against other guys' compete level? Devin Hester's compete level is pretty high. Off the charts. Yeah. yeah. Over 9,000. Over 9,000. <laughs> and we're not going to tell you what the scale even is, but it's a, it's over that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. we we think he deserves to be. I mean, not necessarily in the first year of eligibility because not, there is that backlog, but I, yeah. the 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 debate about whether a guy needs to be a first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer drives me up the wall. If he's it's, a Hall yeah, of Famer, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Why put him in line? Right. Yeah. No. Here's, I, here's an idea. Don't limit it to five guys a year. Hey, what do you say? <laughs> you when you got every team in the league has 52 guys on it. Or whatever it is, yeah, it's, and, and yeah, you can't have four a year. You're killing, you're killing people. Yeah, so many guys are going to die who belong in the Hall of Fame before they ever think they ever think about right. inducting them. Kenny Stabler, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. Po- we have posthumous inductions all the time because you guys only let four go in. Yeah, maybe maybe expand it so that some of these guys can actually experience the joy or, of being selected. Even just every couple of years, have this huge event yeah. out there in Canton, which we're we're very close to Canton, yeah, uh, where we are, right? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, two or three hour drive, yeah. But have this huge event every, let's say, six years. Every six years, you just vote on a pass fail, yeah, yeah, pass fail for anyone who's eligible, yeah. Or and like- maybe that'll help with, with. There were two great injustices. In the Hall of Fame, and one of them got rectified. One number one was Kenny Stabler. Yeah, yeah, and that got rectified. Number two is Jerry Kramer, who the Packers guard that blocked on the ice bowl. The, oh, he was probably the best offensive lineman of that group. But by the time he retired, they had already inducted three of them. Yeah, yeah, and th- that's another thing that they hesitate on inuct- inducting people from certain 
teams and certain eras of team that already have a lot. Yeah. But if they're a Hall of Famer, it shouldn't matter how many of their fellow teammates were Hall of Famers. Right. Well, Cutler's not a Hall of Famer, so he's safe there. Right. Um, like <laughs> He did play for Cutler for yeah. a year or something. I don't yeah. remember when, how much it was. Well, yeah, like with the with the '85 Bears, there are members of that defense that probably should be in that aren't. With, yeah. Oh with, yeah. And we'll we'll run into it. With, you know, we'll run into it with uh, with some of these players now. The some of the Patriots that you're running into. Yeah. Right. Brady's gonna make it. We know that. Vince Wilfork should. Will he? Yeah. He played his last game. Um. By the way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He said he thinks it is too. And it's um, sad. It's sad. He. It's his last game. He was with Houston facing his old team. Right. Uh, and y- you saw him out there with Kraft before the game. They gave each other, you know, that embrace and right. whatever. Kissed each uh, other's cheeks. You know. They did. Gronk. They did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you nice. know, Gronk someday, if he keeps up what he's doing. Yeah, right. Is it is it going to be enough to overcome the? Yeah, but he was on the Tom Brady teams. Yeah, he was on top of that. Like these table guys get penalized around. because they well, play with some of these guys. He, Gronk is young though; he's going to uh, he'll be there after Brady retires. Right. If, if and, he stops, uh, if he stops his coyote ugly routine and like stays maybe on the floor instead of climbing up tables and stuff, he'll right. probably make it. Yeah, it, I I do wish he was a bit more careful. Yeah. With with potentially dangerous things like he's, he's gonna standing be, on tables while you're drinking and dancing he's right. gonna be a family guy i saw and that's pretty much the joke yeah it's him like no that, like, like that was the yeah the ad that i saw for it it's just him dancing yeah um yeah i'm sure i'm sure there are 70 steelers that aren't in that deserve it oh yeah, yeah. there's 70 steelers there's all. probably 70s cowboys I mean, there's, there's you know dolphins there's bears there's you know Bengals. there yeah. are people on these teams uh, that aren't in there that probably should be. Yeah, but yeah. You know, like I said, the two names that always stuck out to me were, were Stabler and Kramer, and they fixed one of them. There's there's probably about three dozen more names that need to be. Well, uh, for, for me, it was like, why did it take them so long to get Bettis in there? Yeah, right. Yeah, Bettis I mean, was, he, yeah. he got in there, and you know, he got he's still, I mean, relatively young on on that type of scale, um, but. It did take them a lot longer to put him in there than I thought it should because he retired uh, fifth all-time rushing yards, yeah. and and if he would have kept playing, you know, that's another thing. Can we just can we just agree that if you finish in the top ten of something uh, of, of 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 well, I mean, I don't yardage say, or touchdowns, touchdowns, or, I don't know because that's that's tricky. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're scoring from the one a lot. I mean, let's say, let's say, uh, uh, who's the Steelers' fullback right now? Roosevelt Knicks. Let's say Roosevelt Knicks over the next eight years of his career scores ten touchdowns a game, be, or the ten touchdowns a year, because the Steelers keep getting down to like the three yard line. Yeah, right. And they just keep feeding him the ball. It's like Joyke we're not going to put him in. We're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's like Joyke Bell in Detroit. I, I mean, <laughs> I, got, I watched that guy score eight eight right. touchdowns, well, and they were all within the ten. Right. Mike Allstott. Exactly. Yes. It, yeah. Right there. Uh, he well, it wasn't in the top ten, but that, but yeah, that yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. point. You know, so. is he Hall of Fame? No. See, I think he. I think he is just based on. He didn't have the yardage, but he was yeah, a huge yeah. part of that. You know, of that team, him and uh, Warwick, Warwick Dunn. Dunn. I don't think either of them are. And I think, and I think the fact that they played together like that is the reason that neither of them are. Yeah, I mean, if if they were just one player, no doubt Hall of Famer. Yeah. 
But I do think they both did have Hall of Fame careers. And that's why we have the Basement of Fame, because of these guys. You know, yeah. Devin Hester, you're not in the Hall of Fame, and God only knows if you will be. But you're always welcome here. Right. <laughs> give right. us a call. Devin Hester, I don't, we know you're listening, so just give us a like on the Facebook and, uh, you know, swing by. Or we hope to have you on the show next week <laughs> when we uh, do the official, you know, you'll have, your, you'll have your speech and we'll give you a jacket of some kind. Eric's got to have something here that we can give away, right? I've got a bunch of jackets. Uh. <laughs> Everyone gets a water bottle. He, he found a water bottle and some tissues. So, so you look, look forward to that, Devin. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I am overjoyed that he's going to be on our show next week. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day. All right, Tom, who you got? Uh, I've got someone that will please many. I'm putting Pavel Datsuk in, into our basement of fame here. Holy Moses. I mean, the guy, he's got the, uh, he's got the Stanley Cups. He's got 380 Selkies. Seven, <laughs> 780. <laughs> No, he's, he won in the on the international stage. Uh, he's he's got two Stanley Cups in two thousand two and two thousand eight. Uh, Four time All Star. He doesn't have like a whole lot of records, but but have you seen him play? He <laughs> have you seen the shape of his face? <laughs> yes, it yeah. looks it's like a guitar pick. I mean, he was he was never like super high in the in the in the league in scoring, but he. The things he does with the puck, I, I assume he still does them over in the KHL. Is he? Uh, yes, yes. He's he's. I think he's with. Yeah, he's with uh, Saint Petersburg. Yeah, I mean, he just spins about, takes the puck from people, flips it around all over the place. Yeah, his hands. And, he, you, you know his nickname. His nickname was Magic Man. Yeah, <laughs> the Magic Man, because. Yeah, he does surgery with that puck. Yeah, and like you sometimes think he's got you know magnets in the puck. Yeah, or, seriously, you know strings tying it to his his stick because it's just you watch it; it's unreal. Yeah, like it's the, unreal. You're like somebody can move that smoothly and that wow. And like he was a relative unknown. Yeah, basically for a whole lot of his career. He, yeah, you know. And he was 171st overall yeah. in 98 for the Red Wings. I remember when he got when he came to the team. It was around the time Brett Hall was getting ready to leave. Yeah, uh, and retire. And Brett Hall said to him, uh, "This is your team now." When when Hall left, he said to Datsuk, "This is on you now." Now Zetterberg ended up being the captain right. of that team, but, but still, like Brett Hall knew Datsuk was the future of scoring for that team, and it you know he was, and and he can still play. I don't. Hey, he's 38. I don't really know why he's – I mean, he does have the, the bit of injury issues, but yeah. it seems like everybody on the Red Wings has injury yeah. issues. He plays for the Coyotes now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> now the, sure, the, sure. The, the, no, the Coyotes actually own uh, Pavel Datsuk's uh, NHL rights. They also own Chris Pronger's rights, which is funny. So either of them could come play this yeah. year, and, the, and then the Coyotes would just win everything. Yeah, yeah. And, it, like – I'm I'm not sure why the the Red Wings did what they did when they traded away his uh, his contract because they really could have used a top defenseman in that draft. Yeah, and I was actually talking to uh, our friend of the show, Alex. Oh yeah, Alex Boberg. Yeah, he, was he was our he was our golf correspondent. If you guys remember back in like that was episode God, it was like two episode or something. Two. Yeah, it was yeah. like episode two. We had Alex in here. 
Yeah, I was he's talking, a big Red Wings fan. I was talking with him on Saturday, and and you know he's he's more than ready for change in in Detroit. Yes, he, he wants ha- Holland he, gone. So he hates badly. he hates the coach too. He hates Blashill. <laughs> he actually he said he'd rather Holland go first. Yeah. And and give the coach a chance. Yeah, um, yeah, because you get some good GM moves. Maybe a coach can do something with them. Yeah, don't don't sign forward after forward after forward when you don't have any defense. Didn't work for Edmonton. No, <laughs> and they still probably aren't going to go to the Cup this year. No, I mean Edmonton's up and down too. They're gonna they'll they'll make them run at the playoffs. Yeah, they'll be so, in the playoffs. Know, it, they'll probably but, be a first round exit. Yeah, first or second. Yeah, they if they play a good team out west, like if they yeah. play the Wild, they're screwed. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, I think the word that you were looking for when you were trying to describe Pavel Datsyuk's skills with the stick and the puck and whatnot, yeah. it's a word that I hate that Red Wings fans use nonstop. It's another one that's made up. you're talking about the way that he dangles. He does dangle. He does. He does. But, like, I don't. I hate it. I don't generally use that word. I don't like it uh, either. But. But. but that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to know what dangling is, just watch Datsuk and you'll and you'll see it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He carves through people, um, and but it's not just his offensive skills too. It's his defense. Yeah, he, he's he, won. He's won how many selkies? Yeah, he uh, he has this keen ability to look. find his way in between the puck carrier and the net, no matter where he starts during the play. He's got three back to back to back in two thousand eight through two thousand ten. Pavel Datsuk got uh, three selkie trophies, which is the best defensive forward. Um, he drops back in a neutral zone and just picks your pocket. Yeah, yeah. he he sits again. He, sits he does there, surgery. He sits yeah. there, waits for you to come into the yep. zone, and then you're gone. Yeah, you yeah. skate right into his operating table, yep. and he takes the puck out of your yeah. gut. He'll or he'll it is. he'll find a way to get between you and the net, and once you get to him, yeah, it's over. Yeah, he's terrifying. And then you know you got him and Zetterberg playing together. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it actually steals, sends it to Zetterberg or Lidstrom. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and it's. It was never about him, you know, always getting the goal. Yeah. It was about him always getting the team into a scoring position. He got four Lady Bing Memorial trophies. That's another thing. Which is handed out to Heck the, of a nice guy. The, yeah, the Lady Bing uh, Memorial Trophy is handed out to, uh, I mean, it's the best sportsman when it comes to, like, sportsmanship. How many career penalty minutes he have? Oh, God. I think, like, three. <laughs> I don't know. I'll look it up. That, that's what goes hand in hand with the Lady Bing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the Lady Bing is if you're pretty much just a nice guy out there on the ice. Uh, um, he ended, 228. Yeah. Over how long in the NHL? Uh, let's see. Uh, since since 2001. Yeah. 01 through... Uh, through uh, 15. Th- yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, 15 seasons. Wow. 228 minutes. I mean, and that's just like... Even sometimes Lady Bing winners can take penalties because sometimes your stick gets in the wrong place and sometimes you you get your stick up high and you shouldn't. But that's that just goes to show he was, you know, always had control of where his stick was. He was yeah. always aware of what the players around him were doing so that he didn't trip or or hook or hold them. His worst year was like his third season in the NHL where he got 35 35- penalty minutes but you know numbers that dwarf his 238 you know he finished with 314 goals 604 assists and 918 points it's not bad yeah (laughs) 
not bad at all. Not when we got guys coming up on their end of the career right now who are you know honing in on a thousand. Yeah, like no one's going to be a Vetchkin and hit a thousand at thirty one. You know. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's who he was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I I had the pleasure of watching him play a couple times. Yep. He is he is he is one of those players that's he's not you know the super super superstars. He is the workhorse that's always there. That that you know. Yeah, he's dependable. He's yeah, he's dependable, and and that's more what hockey is than than uh, yeah the one guy winning games. Yeah, you need guys in the right places. You need guys to be where you need them. He's of the he's of the type of player of of like Marty St. Louis and yeah. and uh and Patrick Eliash and and uh that type of player. Yeah. Who, you know, while they did not score uh 60 goals in a season or or anything like that, he's very very good at what he does. A yeah, his highest season total for goals was only 32 a thrill to watch yeah yeah it it is a little bit disappointing that he chose to go to the khl when he did and not close out yeah yeah joe lewis and it's kind of weird watching zetterberg play without datsik yeah it is kind of weird i yeah it is kind of weird i actually have a a uh i'm doing a be a pro in nhl 17 yeah and Zetterberg was traded to the Wild, and I didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I hate when it, I hate when the NHL and and all those games do that. And yeah. like like especially yeah, especially when I'm like, oh, I want to play alongside this player on my favorite team, and then they trade. They're like Carlson's in Florida now or well, something. Zdeno Chara w- was <laughs> traded to the Blues, and like nobody's where they're supposed to be, and I'm just like, hate that crap. Why is this happening? I think the, the, the worst example I've ever seen of that is uh, using using the Cubs this past year Yeah, with a, with a Be A Pro thing, and they traded Jake Arrieta and Javi Baez in the same <laughs> deal. <laughs> oh, what the hell? In the same deal to the Astros. Oh, For boy. their whole team? For I, um. <laughs> Uh, who's the outfielder down there? I'm trying to no idea. Springer and it was for Springer and Keuchel. Why? I know it made no sense. And I, like, oh I, I go I go out and I'm playing. I'm playing in the in right field in this, and and Keuchel is the starting pitcher. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah. And so I get done with that game, and I'm going through. I go back to the transactions. Like, what? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, those uh, those games are ridiculous with that kind of stuff. Yeah, my my word for Datsuk is surgical. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just surgical, surgical and dependable. If I had two words, it he, he just there's there there really wasn't anyone like him who was just there. If yeah. uh, if you're if you're a Leafs fan or or you're a, a Blackhawks fan or a Penguins fan, I think uh, I think the word is irritating. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the word to describe him is irritating. I think it's yeah. irritating or or just yeah, um, terrifying. Cuz I tell you what, anytime I talk to a fan of any of those teams whenever they're facing the Red Wings, uh, be it you know the the Penguins in the Cup Finals yeah. and you know or any other playoff matchup, or even just regular season games. Yeah. It's just they were so afraid of what Datsuk was going to do to them yeah. uh, to to take away their shot at a championship or to to beat them in the most heartbreaking way. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what his game winning goal numbers are, but he always seemed to have an impact with his goals. Oh yeah, they always seemed to be right when Detroit needed it. 
maybe not a game winner, but something that got them back into a game when they were down two goals yeah. or yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's the dependability. Yeah, that's his depend level. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. All right. Uh, what's a, what's his surgery level? Oh God! It's a, it's a it's a ten out of it's a ten out of ten point five. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. So uh, Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. If basement get, of Famer. Yeah. If you uh, if anybody gets like a, has like a lawn dart incident or something, go see him. He'll remove it for you uh, with relative ease <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you got like I got a herniated disc. I might see if he can get that. Yeah. Out of there. We talked about realignment today. I could use that. Oh, there there you go. <laughs> Send me to Seattle. Right. <laughs> go see uh go see Bill Daly and Pavel Datsik. They'll yep. get you set up. <laughs> Alright, so for the last inductee into our basement of fame, we have the father of modern football. Vince Lombardi. Oh, I oh. thought it was Bill Footballman. I was I was waiting for a long enough pause to come up with a funny answer and I didn't. Oh. Vince <laughs> I didn't get it. Vince Lombardi. I mean, they name they named the trophy after him. Yeah, <laughs> and he actually had something to do with football, whereas Lord Stanley was just Lord Stanley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he just said, "Hey, yeah, how yeah. about some sports?" And then they picked a sport and named the cup after him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows him. He was the Packers coach. You know, back it back in in the start of the Super Bowl era. Um, Coached them from 1959 to 1967. Won two Super Bowls. Uh, won six NFL championships overall in 56, 61, 62, and 65 to 67. Um, before coming to the Packers, he was the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants from 1954 to 1958. He's from New York, too. Yes. Born, Wait, in, which, born in Brooklyn. Yep. The, the baseball no, New Tom, York the, the football New York Giants. Oh. The football New York Giants. Um, New York football Giants. I think that's what's Cal, Cal, uh, what's his uh, name? Chris Cosell. Berman. No, was it Berman? Yeah. Berman. Oh, I yeah, thought it was Cosell. No. Um, Lombardi finished out his career with the Redskins, uh, and for his for his one season. Uh, coaching the Redskins, he is a part of their ring of fame. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I mean, you have to. Right, yeah. You he's know? he's yeah. Vince Lombardi. Yeah, that's... it's like he's probably the first inductee, kind of like John whatever McMullen was in New Jersey. John, Dr. John Dr. J. John McMullen. John J. McMullen. Yes. At your service. He uh, he has a winning percentage of 719, uh, 96, 34, and 6. That's pretty good. Uh, his playoff record, 9-1. Right. and one. That's... Exceptional. It could, Nine but and one. It could have been better. <laughs> yes, yeah. it could have been better. Um, yeah, he, I uh, mean, all he did was win the first two Super Bowls. Right. He didn't win the next forty-nine. <laughs> well, he's been famously dead for. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you got that. He's he gets he's off the hook for about half of them. <laughs> um. <laughs> Still, you know, just the fact I mean, look, that you're playing. This, this is a what have you done for me lately type of league. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he, could, he could still have struck fear in his uh, opponents from the grave, but whatever. Right. I'm surprised the Packers did not try to. Uh, Talk about glossing over things. To <laughs> bring him back from the dead to continue coaching for right. them. I just don't know why they didn't do it. Uh. I mean, how frightened would you be 
if there was a zombie Vince Lombardi on the other sideline. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Lombardi, obviously best known for his hardline approach with his players and mm-hmm. with uh, officials and I believe literally everybody on the, wa- the planet. Yeah, the water boy, oh. uh, the uh, the guy in section three twenty five, row nineteen, seat two. Yeah. The guy who, but, I mean, how the many, guy with the sloppy face paint job. Right? <laughs> yeah, he can do a better job. Yeah, how many how many times do you see the old footage of him? You know, with the, with this play sheet rolled up in his hand, waving it at somebody, and that yelling, hat. and that hat, <laughs> that hat. He had the coat too. He had yep. that, he had that hat though. I mean, it made a famous entry into the Simpson into a Simpsons episode. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. It's a huge. It's a good hat. The, it's bad. The hat glasses. Here. The glasses. More. Yeah. You know. He had a look about him. He did. Yeah, you can't forget. Back when. Back when coaches wore suits on the side. Yeah, and not just like sweater, like uh, yeah. like cut off hoodies. You know, hoodies oh. with the sleeves cut off, looking like a bum. Bill. Yeah, get it together. Yeah. Um, no, I just like. The fact that they they have to wear the team apparel now on the sidelines yeah that's stupid we we know who you coach because yeah. there's like a dozen players surrounding you wearing that freaking logo yeah. but anyways back to back to yeah. Vince oh. <laughs> and it, his teams won with the Packers sweep you knew they were going to yeah. run it you knew it was coming but the way that he coached them up and the players that he had you weren't going to stop it. They could run it six times in a row and gain ten yards every time. He just, at that point in in football history, he was he was smarter and more prepared than anyone else out there. You guys had yeah. a player named Fuzzy Thurston. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> um, he got the most. Uh... <laughs> and a guy named Frank. Oh boy. Jeez. Uh, I thought funny and weird and and dumb names were a recent thing in the NFL. No, oh God, no. Yeah, it's it's always been there. You hear a guy named La something to something. Nope, he's yeah. not the first. We had oh. Fuzzy Thurston. Fuzzy Thurston. Oh boy. Anyways, anywho, um, this is the ADD uh, David's yeah. ADD segment of the. Uh, sorry oh. about that, you guys. So Lombardi gets to Green Bay, and he's got a backup quarterback in Bart Starr, who was a 17th-round pick Bart, Bart, Bart. in 1956. And he turns him into one of the greatest passers in NFL history. Before, before Vince got there, nobody wanted anything to do with Bart Starr being the starting quarterback. And Lombardi turned him into a, a champion. He turned him, in, turned him into the... Probably second greatest quarterback of his era. I don't think anybody would argue saying Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback of that era. Unitas was pretty good. <laughs> um, Look, I only recently the, uh, having records broken. You I know. usually do like to play devil's advocate, but no. Yeah, you look at that era, and it, it, it's Unitas and Star, and yeah, you can't really argue uh, much against that, um, but. No, he he turned Bart Starr into a Hall of Famer, and Bart Starr, who then served as the Packers coach uh, later on, he was not a bad coach, and he used a lot of uh, Lombardi's uh, not not so much the yelling, but a lot of Lombardi's ways. Well, that's what um, it was, though. That's what did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
brought back the Packers sweep to some degree that had been missing for a few years. And, you know, so Lombardi's, uh, Lombardi's impact was felt well after, uh, well after him leaving the team. And as I said, he finished out in Washington. Um, yeah. The year before he died, actually, yeah. Yeah, he passed away in yep. 1970, right, right there before the, you know, Dallas Cowboys decade and Steelers decade. Well, the, the, uh, that was the year of the merger, was it not? 1970? Yes, there was a merger about then. There's about. He just he just couldn't deal with a merger. Yeah, because yeah. they and he, he said I'm out. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got NFL champions. You know, six time NFL champion too. Yeah. Um, and he said he he did uh, die right after finishing up there with the uh, with the Redskins. Uh, I believe it was colon cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Darn you, cancer. Yes. Um, but I, there's just, I don't I don't know what football would be if we never had Vince Lombardi back then. It'd be whoever coached the Chiefs or whoever whoever else yeah. you guys played yeah. in the first uh, yeah. couple Super Lamar Bowls. Hunt, like yeah, I mean like what do we? And this is that's another thing. So if, if uh, the Packers were were pretty unbeatable uh, back then with Lombardi at the helm. What if what if they had lost that first Super Bowl? Yeah, um, it'd have a different like, yeah, it'd have a different feel. Well, back then, it'd be the Hunt you, Trophy, or you you had very little compunction about switching coaches. Yeah, yeah. Even if you you know go to the Super Bowl and lose, they might have said, "Thanks, but we're going to move on." Yeah, and although at that point, I mean, Lombardi already had five, well, could, uh, all six NFL championships. It could be yeah. it could be the Madden Trophy. I mean, yeah. he yeah. he was a defensive, uh, uh, or the linebackers coach in Super Bowl two for the Raiders. Yep. So, yeah, he, uh, um, I just you can't. You, I don't know. The guy's got the trophy named. Yeah, after. you yeah. can't. You you can't <laughs> talk about the Super Bowl without him coming up, and you Isn't, can't. The logo is the trophy named after him. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Although we got, I got something to say about Super Bowl logos and how they need to go back, yes, to what they were. Oh yeah, yeah. Make big, those big flowery. Yeah. Make those logos bright. great again. Yeah, not just the boring silver crap. Yeah, I, I bet everybody wants the simple things. And uh, yeah. I want I want the stylized logo that bring me a little flavor of where the game is being played. Yeah, well, like, that's uh, yeah the Chiefs logo Super Bowl four. Uh, it has it has like that saloon font. It's like you're in Kansas City. Heck yeah! Check out check out Super Bowl Thirty One, which was played in New Orleans. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, if you if you look at like the uh, NHL is starting to do that with their Winter Classic uh, logos. They're st- they're yeah, those and, and are All Star logos. Yeah, those are terrific. Uh, last year's All Star logo, it 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 was in the shape of a guitar pick. It had the the stars that are featured on. Uh, Nashville's flag and, yeah. and and like it was just all centered around where the game was, and that's really what I like in in the uh, logos for special events. Yeah, they need they can't just be this big doll thing. What are you looking up? It's so good that you guys can't hear the silence. It is. It yeah. really is. See, it would have gone unnoticed had you not said, what are you looking up? Well, 
We would have been late for the various things that we have to do today is what would have happened. Um, Interesting tidbit about Lombardi. After the 1959 season, uh, so like right after his first or second year in Green Bay, uh, Wellington Mara of the Giants wanted him to come back to be the coach of the New York Giants after he had been the coordinator there. And uh, Lombardi turned him down. Thought he had something special there in Green Bay, and turned him down. We could we could be talking about the New York Giants dynasties yeah. of the sixties <laughs> yeah. instead yeah. of the Packers. Had had Lombardi made the decision to go ahead and and move back to New York and take his family back to where they were from and everything like that. Instead, and, he stayed in quite inhospitable conditions. Twenty feet of snow. Every year. Instead of New York's 10 or 15. Yeah. <laughs> and just just a tiny town, too. I mean. Oh, yeah. Green Bay's still kind of small. Yeah. Passed, passed up the uh, passed up the big city to stay in this little little tiny town that at that point, that was all they had was just the Packers. I'm sure they had cheese by then, too. Well, yeah. Um, it was still curdling. That was like 112% of their economy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, Super Bowl fourteen had a cool logo. <laughs> David's looking at logos now. That's I, it. It's I, over. Yep, I'm looking at every single Super Bowl logo. There are some really nice ones in here. Yeah. Um, and actually, the so Wellington Myra offering him that job came actually right before the 1960 uh, championship game. So he said, "Hey, I know you're about to go play for the league championship." But instead, do you want to come over here and not play for the league championship? Well, and that game, the only game, the only playoff game he ever lost. The Packers were <laughs> stopped. The Packers were stopped a few yards short, and it was his first and only ever loss. Um, and, you know, back then, obviously, playoff playoff games they didn't have the playoffs in the sense that we have. Yeah, them. they had a championship game. So what you're saying is, looking back, he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> the they they had all they had was the championship game. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was the top two teams at the end of the season played the championship. Yep. And then once the AFL, you know, came to prominence, they uh they had the Super Bowl after the NFL championship. And that's that's one thing that a lot of people don't think about with the first three Super Bowls is that you had an NFL champion already. The yeah. NFL champion was decided. They just played a game against a separate league in what really at that point wasn't considered to be anything more than uh, an exhibition game. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of like if the if the World Series champions went over and played the Japanese League champions. For a real yeah. for a real World Series. Yeah, Eric said he'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch that too. Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah. That was that was kind of what they were doing back then. So, you know, two two consecutive years, Lombardi won the NFL championship, like, followed by the Super Bowl. Or like if the NFL and the XFL or the NHL played, yeah, <laughs> or the NHL and the KHL, that'd be cool. That would not be cool because we'd have to send our players to Russia. Yeah. Well, no, they don't have to have it there. We could do have it, it. Do it like the Summit Series. We could put it in Switzerland or something. Yeah, they're neutral. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> but, yeah. Or just play it in Sweden. I mean, that's a huge hockey country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. 
Czech Republic. There are options. Yeah. I know you guys are listening. Writing down my ideas. You know those Russians, they love our stuff. Oh yeah. I mean of our of our four hundred weekly listeners, I'm pretty sure three hundred and ninety of them are Russian. Mm-hmm. They're taking English, but, they're, but they're listening on somebody else's computer. They're, they're taking English classes just to be able to understand us. Yeah, but they're hacking our computers to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, they're not actually going onto the site and listening. They're no. Just, they're, they're hacking Eric's computer right now. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. We've been hacked. <laughs> All right. So, Devin Hester, Pavel Datsuk, Vince Lombardi, the three latest inductees to the basement of fame. Oh, yeah. The boff. The boff. The b boff Hey, so do we got that other show coming up, or uh, what's the deal on that one? Uh, yeah, we've, we gotta... we've talked about the ballpark uh, uh, bros after dark. It could be at Sean's. We'd like it to be at Sean's, but it could just be from the studio here. Right. Um, whatever's easiest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get it figured out. We'll, we'll still we'll, be uh... drunk. I'm buying the ingredients for a white Russian probably tomorrow or tonight. Right. Just well, white and Russian. We'll we'll discuss it uh, probably probably tonight. Figure out a solid plan. We still have to test out the equipment at the bar. So yeah, uh, maybe the first one will be here in the studio, and then maybe we can do the bar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for the post Super Bowl show. Yeah, so you guys can look forward to that. Uh, there's going to be some language on Wednesday. Yeah, poopy doo doo. No, I was thinking like more like German. Oh, yeah, yeah. Das ist richtig. Ja, mein Frauen und Herren. Willkommen in Ballpark Bros After Dark. <laughs> Willkommen in Ballpark. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. All right. So for that, for, for, for the After Dark segment, Tom, good. you need to have a new language to introduce us each week. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oy vey. A new language I, every week. Now, I am just going to say Ballpark Bros because yes. we're not going to translate our... No. our uh, right. Why not? But well, they don't do. They don't do that. I mean, it's not. No, called, no, yeah, yeah. No. It's, it's called the their Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I can so, look it up though. Yeah, you know when 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 people in France are watching, you know, Major League Baseball, they're still called the New York Yankees. So we are still the ballpark bros because we are every bit as good as the Yankees. So apparently, we'd only be uh, we'd be ballpark brew. <laughs> I typed in ballpark brothers. It's just ballpark hyphen brother. Nice. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so we're ballpark bro. Or we can just say brew because we will be drinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, but yeah, so Tom will have a new language every single time we have an after dark. Sehr gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Tom's going to be like, da, da, every, da. T- every time we bring one up, Tom's going to be like, I can't that night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that night's no good for me. I'm gonna, man, I'm going to figure it out in Chinese, see if you can handle that one. If I pronounce that wrong, it might start a war. Yeah, if you get yeah, if you get that wrong, yeah. If you get the number four wrong, we're screwed. Yeah. Because that also means death. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric votes yeah. for Klingon. One of them will definitely be Klingon. You so. talk. Can you we say that? You can't. S- we can say that Wednesday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, we also have to reach out to Mason. I haven't talked to him much lately. He had a yeah. he had a work thing when we were at the bar the other night, so he wasn't able to join us. Dude, usually he dude, blo- usually blows off his work things right, to come see right. us. Hopefully, but... his boss isn't listening. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> um, David and I had gone up to Sean's on Thursday night after work, and actually, so we're sitting oh, there, my and I God. I happen to glance across the bar. Yeah, and I see I see these two women. I'm like, they look really familiar. And it turns out they're coworkers of my of my wife's. Yeah, and so I was on the phone with my wife at the time. I was like, hey, just so you know, Sarah and the rest of the girls are up here. And she's like, oh, okay. So my wife came out. Yeah. So she's off hanging out with her friends, and David and I are sitting at our well, table. When I post, I posted on the Facebook. Yeah. I said Michael and David are at uh, Sean's Irish Tavern. Yep. Please come say hi. So we're sitting there, kind of, kind of bullshitting with Pooley, the bartender, and uh, it's already begun. Yeah, you said the first S word on the show. No, I feel like I've said bullshit before. Oh well, now you've said it twice at least. Continue. <laughs> so you were doing what with your? Yeah. So anyway, we are uh, so jesting with. Uh, there's the a barkeep. There's this older gentleman, <laughs> Roger. Roger, if you did wind up listening, here's your shout out, Roger. Sir. Ro- yeah, Roger, you liked our uh, page. We're really, we're, we're yeah. very grateful for that. We spent about forty five minutes yeah. getting him to like our page. Yeah. Well, it, it was funny. Like he was all gung ho about it too. Like I, I told, I asked him. I was like, "Are you on Facebook and everything?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Well, you should check us out there." And he goes, "Yeah, I'd love to." And he's fiddling with his phone for a little while, and finally, because he had he, he had been drinking. Finally, he just hands it to me, <laughs> and, I, and I reach over on his phone and press like. <laughs> But hey, uh, we hope you listen, yeah. Roger. Because you know, no, we we had a good long talk with this guy oh, yeah. about all sorts of sports. He yeah. said he's not big into certain things, and you know, yeah, so. yeah, he, he asked us, he asked us about racing. Yeah, if we do racing, yeah. we're like, ah, uh, we could try. We don't. <laughs> although we do have the Daytona 500 coming up pretty soon. Yeah, so we should we'll, be getting into it. Well, I, I we'll can't. have Bobby on here for the 101st running of the yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we should try to go to that this year. Tom and I thought about going yeah. to it last year, yeah. but uh, we uh, woke up and <laughs> realized we realized that that they probably aren't our people. First of all, it's the one hundredth running, so it's already everybody's already there. Yeah, it's already a thing. The prices weren't bad, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to sweat through that crowd and <laughs> all that crap. <laughs> but but yeah, no, we we we, uh, we had a good time uh, making connections. We love that stuff. Yeah. yeah Michael I mean, ran into a Cowboys fan that we knew. Yeah. Yeah. Started talking to him for a little bit. Haven't talked to him since the game. Yeah, right. Uh, also, I did want to give a shout out, and I did on the Facebook page, too, to my buddy Nick. Cowboys fan. Lives down the street from me. All the credit in the world. I took a lot of crap from Cowboys fans leading up to the game this week. Yeah. He came down, shook my hand, said congratulations on the win, rooting for your boys. You know. Wow. You that's, know, that's cool. Lo, you know, love Aaron Rodgers, you know, great game and everything. Not, you know, oh, the refs cost us the game yeah. and this and that and everything else. That's neat. Um, so, And that is the last discussion we do need to have today is about the referees from this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, they were, I mean, they were all bad for every freaking team. Yeah. And we, uh, and we talked about why. Yeah. It's these all-star refs. Every single time there was something, it took like 30 seconds longer than it should have. For these guys to figure out yep. what it was, yeah, there, no communication. These guys don't know each other. In the in the Packers Cowboys game, Dak Prescott took two hits. Yeah, where Packers linemen took an extra step, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to. It's one step, and it's fine. Yeah, these guys took extra steps, and they hit him. That's charging. In they hockey. weren't. They weren't malicious hits. Yeah, 
But by the letter of the law, yeah. they were penalties and probably should have been flagged. One of them was on well, a huge gain, and it didn't matter. Right. It, was, it was a moot point. The, the, uh, when I brought up earlier the Devontae Adams push-off, there was right. a, you know, there's a push-off here, there's a hold here that's not being called for and either team. The one, that got, the one that got me was, yeah, Devontae Adams, actually, I, it might have been the same play. He did push off, but... He had already had his jersey tugged to the point there where was a lot his of, shoulder yeah. pads were showing. There was a lot of whole, like, yeah, there was a lot of jersey pulling in that yeah. game. I think there was a touchdown score because of one or something yeah. like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Cow- Cowboys fans uh, were were talking about the uh, the jersey tugging too. Like I was I was hearing from them that yeah, our DB just definitely got away with one right there. And I, like I said, you know, I, I'm willing to count to the fact that Green Bay got away with a couple too. It was it was bad across the boards. You know, I don't. I want you guys to know that I'm not trying to say that you know the Packers were the only ones that suffered from this. Yeah, no, um, I mean, all that there were so many things in that game that Dallas was the recipient of. Right. You know, he got those hits on Dak. He got push offs and holds yeah. and everything. And it's like, it's not just that game. It's every. It was right. every yeah. slipping game, and it, we're so tired of it. Well, there's one person that that called out the rest that shouldn't have. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, we did get a call out from a big-name player. Unfortunately, it was a big-name idiot player. Uh, it was the man responsible for a lot of uh, infractions, and that was Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Like, he just shoves that dude to the ground because he let it get the, to him. The play had been blown dead, too. Uh-huh. Yep, it was over. He sh- he just walks up to, uh, was it, Cockrell? Yeah. Yeah. He walks up to Cockrell which is always a fun name to say, and uh, shoves him in the shoulders, knocks him on his butt. Co- I mean, Cockrell knew what he was doing, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that yeah. was at least a little bit of a dive. Oh, yeah. But... Well, well, just in getting Kelsey riled up, too. Yeah. Well, and it... Cockrell's, Cockrell was saying stuff to him all day. Well, and they did they did show another angle where Cockrell yeah. does give him one. Right, yeah, they do. And sh- Kelsey responded. Right, and when you... Never retaliate. Yeah, they say that they always get the retaliation, but here, here the retaliation was like three hundred times stronger than right. the. Uh, oh yeah, you got a been. six foot four, two fifty pound tight end pushing Cockrell's a, not a, pushing big guy. a five ten, yeah. one ninety DB. Yeah, shoved it right in his uh, right into his back and got that penalty. And after the game, Kelsey says all kinds of stupid crap. I mean. Don't get me wrong. He was right about the officiating. Yeah, he's However, right. he's not the one to say it yes. after he pulls something like that. Yeah, it shouldn't be coming from him. I yeah. No, he's a hothead. Yeah, that's just Kelsey. And it's a shame because I like the way he plays. Yeah, he's, a, he's he's an amazing player. He's a terrific uh, player. Yeah, was it, wasn't uh, he their leading receiver this he year? He was. He was the and he well, was the top tight end in the NFL this year. Uh, on the Chiefs, it's not hard right. for a yeah. tight end to be the leading leading receiver. Right. You're well, talking about a team that threw zero touchdowns to wide receivers last season. Yeah, but this is also a team with Tyreek Hill. Yes. On it, yeah. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. Of yeah, course, no. he didn't. He didn't really come out until the second yeah. part of the season. But still, yeah, Kel- like we're so mad about the officiating. So was Kelsey. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know he was part of it, and no one's going to listen to you when you shove right. a guy that small. Although, to his credit, he was not complaining about that particular call. No, he was complaining about it in general. Yeah. It right. does just come off as bad form when you've yeah. done something like that. Yeah, yeah. Had bet, he yeah. not done that and was still on the losing end and, and right. was saying these things, yeah. it might come off as a little petty, but we'd be more embracing of it because he is right. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. be like, shut up, man, you shoved a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if, if a guy like Jeremy Macklin or Alex Smith or Justin Houston was the one saying it for the Chiefs, we'd be yes. embracing it. Yeah. 
but yeah, I'm because ter- it came out of Kelsey, it's not worth anything. I'm terrified to know what you guys are going to screw up in the championship games next week, and I'm yeah. terrified to know what you guys are going to screw up in the Super Bowl. Yep. You guys don't know what you're doing. If uh, Yeah, sure, you're good, but you need to get together. If my team is not in it, I'm hoping for a very big flub in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Cause like something that costs a game. Well, like Michael said a couple of weeks ago, we need it to happen in the Super yeah. Bowl. Right. We, if it happens, we need it to screw a team over. If it happens in the Super Bowl, I think it does bring about full-time refs. Yeah. And we, we, they we, will, if not full-time refs, then keep officiating crews together through the playoffs. Yeah, we need yeah. something as big as uh, Russell Wilson uh, passing the ball versus uh, – Running it uh, with Lynch. Yeah. yeah, we need something that big. We need a, we need a fail Mary in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's we we need a defensive back coming down with it and it being called a touchdown. Yeah, that's like literally that's the call that we need. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't th- I can't think of anything else that would that would do it like that would. Maybe a, like a shot, like a clear shot to the head. Even though we've gotten a few of those. Yeah, I would say that hasn't done it in the, in these playoff games so far. So. Yeah. But still, uh, yeah. Ben took one last night that went on call, and so did yep. Alex Smith. Yep. So yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if you like come and you just blast Aaron Rodgers' head off in the Super Bowl or in the championship game, like that's going to be big, you know. Right. But still, who knows? Who knows if anybody will care? Yeah. No. What What but, they'll do? That won't be an officiating thing. It'll be a player safety thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It be needs. A, it needs to be, be a, a scoring play. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You're right. It needs to be like he was out of bounds. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we need it. We need. We want you guys to stop screwing up, but you know, if you're going to screw up, screw up hard so we can change this. And preferably against the Patriots. <laughs> like I, I made the joke that like at the Cowboys' expense would be great, but no. Now let's say at at the Patriots' expense. Oh yeah, because people will talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> people are going to talk yeah. way more, way more about the Patriots than if it happens against the Packers. Um, even though it's happened against them a few times this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we hate it. We hate it. What's a game with with no with with bad officiating? What's a game? Yeah, games have rules, and yeah, when it, the rules aren't followed, they well, aren't games. Like, it's like when you're playing a, a board game with a, with a little kid, and they start making up rules yeah. to fit <laughs> to what's fit. happening. Yeah. yeah, they're like, well, we play the game this way so that I win. Yeah, and that's what the rest are doing. <laughs> yeah, they they need to get together. Um, they need to keep their eyes on everything and learn how to talk to each other. Apparently, the Super Bowl crew is going to come out of the pool that did the divisional games. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's... And then I believe... So the way it works is the four crews that worked the divisional games, the best... The best... I'm using air quotes for for this part. The best Eric, Eric, crew... Play the, Eric, play the air quote sound. Is there one? <laughs> oh. I think it's like bleep, bleep. There you go. Yes. The bloop, bloop, best. Bloop, bloop. Yeah, the best crew will get the Super Bowl. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't know this. Uh, They're just not going to have them for the. The championship games are two of the other three. And then I believe the fourth crew gets the Pro Bowl. So the, I worst, think, I so think. the worst group of them gets to go to Hawaii? It's in Miami. Orlando. Or Oh, or, or, yeah, it's Orlando. Sorry, still, yeah, it's in Florida this year, which smells like eggs. But yes. there's, it's warm, and there's. Have I ever uh, talked about karst topography on this show? <laughs> yes. No, and you won't today. 
No, I did. I did. I slipped it in there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I do believe that all div- all divisional referees get another game after this. Well, good for them. So Bully for them. Yeah. We get to look forward to more of this. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like I'm trying to I'm trying to dream up a scenario. I think what we need is a Patriots player goes up for the catch, comes down, and a Steelers player intercepts the ball. And they rule it the touchdown. Because I think if it benefits the Patriots, that's when America gets angry. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not against the Patriots, but I yeah. think when it benefits the Patriots, that's when America gets angry. Yeah, that's true. We need we need a fail Mary that that <laughs> That they win the game yeah. with. Yeah. And we're like, Oh God, great, it's another Patriots win that right. we wouldn't have gotten if it would have gotten called right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's how we need it. So I think that's uh that's what's gonna fix the that's not gonna fix the officiating. We're, no, no. we're dreaming. <laughs> Oh, We've God. got big ideas. Like, the officials have to basically shoot somebody in this game for <laughs> something to get changed. Right. They have to rob somebody or something. Oh, there are sports going on right now, by the way. Happy what? Martin Luther King Jr. Day yes. to oh, everyone yeah. out there. Yes. Um, that is a- the NBA and NHL uh, always play during the early afternoon um, on this day. Not exactly sure why. I think it's just because they know people are off work in school. Yeah. Um, well, they so they, they, they do, to do like this. to have their afternoon games, so you know, play early on the Sundays and and whatnot. Yeah, what do we got going on right now? I know Edmonton's uh, playing. The Islanders and Bruins are in action right now. Dallas is blowing it in. Scores tied against at zero. Buffalo. Yeah, the Sabers are are have have a lead yeah. right now in a game in a hockey game. Well, this is preseason, right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the way these teams play, either Kari Lettinen or Antti Niemi <laughs> is the goaltender they're facing. Exactly. Yeah, there's a hundred percent chance of that. So, yeah, and then we yeah. Yeah, so afternoon sports going on right now. Yeah, we got games at three, games at four. Uh, yeah, two yep. ga- there's uh, one game at three. It's Montreal and Detroit. And at four, we got Tampa oh. and L.A., and we also have Winnipeg and San Jose. And so, I, so I can't watch the three o'clock game. The Pacers, nope. I think the Pacers are hosting the Thunder at four. Um, In basketball, no. Yeah. Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not on my hockey. It's not on my hockey app, so no. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I think. I think it's the Thunder they're hosting. Uh, uh, the Thunder, uh, Russell, Russell uh, Westbrook just got his twentieth triple double. New York oh, is hosting sure. Atlanta at the moment. Yeah, they're uh, they're in the first. Uh-huh. And we got game. We got Portland, Portland and Washington, Washington at two. And yeah, yeah. So early games today. A lot of sprats going on uh, that nobody will watch because this is happening while they're going on, and you all won't listen to this until after they're done. Yep. Yeah, well, I did. they'll be listening to our show instead of watching the games. I did see a... a and they'll be like, oh, damn, their game's going a, on. A bit of I sat through the show for two hours. <laughs> I, I did see a bit of information. The 49ers are very interested in uh, Kyle Shanahan for the new for their next head coach. Yeah, I think it's down to him and Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels is apprehensive about taking the job. Well, I would be, too. Um, you can stay where you are and... and be successful or you can go to san francisco and pray well you can pick your own gm that's at least a plus yeah san francisco has uh so there's a rule in the city of san francisco where the coach has a general manager's job and the general manager has the coach's job and so yeah by law i mean it's not not it's not even an nfl rule like it's the san francisco 
the city of San Francisco, here's, which here's, also includes uh, Santa Clara, right? Uh, <laughs> um, where they actually play. Here's something in defense of that move. Yeah. Okay. So, GM typically hires the coach. Yeah. And then the GM picks the players. Right. Well, Do we want that? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's the big issue with that is then okay, there's this can't miss guy mm-hmm. that the GM feels like he has to draft or it's going to be his ass out the door. Yeah. And so now this coach is saddled with this player that doesn't fit his scheme. Yeah, no, I, there's definitely. And so the coach is on the hook when the player can't perform. Yeah, there are some. There are some good, you know, there are when, some functions to so it. So why that not? Could, why not let the coach interview the GM to make sure that he's going to be working with a man who's going to be bringing in the yeah. right type of talent? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, not that we, I think they're right. Yeah, I just it's not going to work out for them. No, <laughs> right? It's a dumb idea, but uh, <laughs> right. I just I but there, I, I there, kind there of is understand an it. Yeah. yeah, it's a dumb idea, but you're welcome to do it. Right? Yeah, like I, I don't think it's the worst idea and, in the world. And then if it, I mean they'd had Chip Kelly, that was a bad idea. Right. Pick, and if it does work out, then they look like geniuses. Yeah. yeah. Picking the GM and then the coach obviously hasn't worked the last four times. Mm-hmm. So they want to switch things up a bit. Yeah. Why don't they hire a baseball guy? Oh, yeah. That's right. This will be their fourth coach in four years. That's not good. Didn't they go to the Super Bowl in one of those? Uh, They they went to the Super Bowl, I believe, the year before Harbaugh left. Okay. so That seems so much more recent. Poor Jim Tomsula. Yeah. All of his players retired. He didn't have anything. Mm. Now he's grocery bagger or something. He sells newspapers. On the, he has a thing on the corner. Yeah. Ah. Um, so actually, so speaking of uh, former NFL people working uh, in groceries and everything, so yeah, everybody knows Kurt Warner's story. Yeah. You know, bagging groceries in Iowa. Yeah, well, we had him on the show last week and, talking you know, about it. Leads yeah. the St. Louis Rams the Super Bowl and everything. So a while back I had tweeted about the movie Moneyball. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, money. we get a Moneyball movie 11 years after it happened. You know, I think the movie came out in 2012, and they were talking about the 2001 A's. Yeah, I said we, we got 11 years between that. Where the heck is the Kurt Warner story? Why can't? Where's the Kurt Warner movie? Yeah, and I had tweeted at Kurt Warner, and he actually responded to me. He goes, "We're working on it." Oh, really? That's and amazing. I told I told him I was like, uh, "Well, if you need if you need an extra to play a punter for the opposing team or something, hit me up." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's really awesome and really engaging on Twitter. It's it's pretty cool. It's amazing he's not uh, in our basement of fame yet, but maybe you can look to, uh, forward actually, to that in a couple of weeks. We've got a backlog. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> yeah, we've got a backlog. And we too. can actually only induct three because there's only three of us. Right. right? Yeah. You know. I mean, Eric can pick uh, Arizona players that he knows about. Like uh, yeah, like yeah. Kurt Warner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, he yeah he's he's really awesome on Twitter. I think everyone should go follow him after you get done following us on Twitter yes. at Four E Ballpark Bros. Also find us on Facebook at Four E Ballpark Bros. And here's our email password. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just ask the Russians. Yeah, they got it. They know. They're good. <laughs> so all right, well I believe that is all the time we have because some of us have to go to work. That's all I at care. At some to, point. That's all I'm I care sure to talk would. about. Like yeah. to eat lunch or something before you go. I mean, you can go, um, and then Tom and I will just talk geology. Yeah. So anyway. well, I, I still have to shower before work. Yeah, Tom's got to shower. No, you don't. 
we had a lot of silence there. It was great. You guys missed it. Yeah. You should really. Uh, we really need the to silence get it. is the best part of our show. I know. Well, yeah. Many, most people I've talked to said I love it when you guys aren't talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's the high, people tune in for our silence. Like, I love when I can't hear you guys talk. And I love it even more when I can't see you. Yeah. And I, I would like it if you just went away. Which reminds me, we are gonna we've talked about this. We got to get it going. We got to get the camera in here. And yeah. We're gonna put ourselves up on the YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we put it up in the stormtrooper helmet. When I heard about YouTube, I didn't work for five days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Then YouTube gets a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube gets. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Yeah, right. we tried ending this show three times. We're hoping this next attempt is successful. Give it a shot, Michael. <laughs> I wasn't real. I mean, I never was really trying. We Take just it away. Kept, we just kept coming up with things to talk about, but I do believe we are done talking sports at you guys. Well, plus, there's so, ADD. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Speaking of ADD, um, <laughs> no, we are done talking sports at you guys, and we will be sure to talk more sports at you next week. <laughs>